how do we usually start this? Hello, everybody. I am your host. Fuck. That's not how you started at all. <laughs> okay, Fuck sorry. It. You know what this sorry. is at this point. Yeah, this is, all right. Welcome to Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is our co-host, Francis Colcala. Today, we are talking about Howard the Duck from 1986. I don't even have an excuse to be weird this week because it's very cold out. It is not super humid like it was last time. Maybe that is the reason because it's really cold. Yeah, I, I, I maybe I just don't do well in, in extreme temperatures. Even though you're from New Hampshire, yeah. so like, you shouldn't care about the <laughs> well, cold. What's that? Not seasonal affective disorder, but is there like a version of that that's like for weather? No. <laughs> that makes you worse at podcasting. <laughs> That'd be a really oddly specific, uh, specific condition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, we're talking about Howard the Duck 1986. It feels really good to watch an actual movie yeah. this week. Uh, finally. But guess what? Our next two episodes are Hulk movies. Uh, I, I thought we had The Punisher for next, but nope, fuck us. <laughs> so, yeah, but that'll be, that'll be fun. And then I think it's only actual movies and a few failed tv pilots which we can handle because they're gonna be fun but we're gonna do trivia trivia is gonna be a little different this week because unlike the other movies there's actually a lot of information on this because like we said it's a real movie there was an entire like hour documentary on the dvd that we had so so there's a lot we're gonna be talking about trivia kind of dispersed throughout the episode i'll start out with just some some basic stuff as everyone probably knows, this is not a very beloved movie. A lot of people think it's one of the worst movies ever made. It was a dumpster fire at first, but I love it, so it's I fine. I think it's... I don't... But, like, even looking at it as not... Like, it's silly fun. Like, what do you... Yeah. I think I it's the best Howard the Duck movie you can make in 1986. I don't know what you would have expected out of a duck from space yeah, in the 80s, honestly. Yeah, it's a perfect duck from space. Goes to Cleveland movie. <laughs> Cleveland. Like, Cleveland, sorry. Cleveland. Yeah, um, okay, well, How the Duck first appeared in Adventure into Fear, number 19, uh, in December of 1973, written by, of course, Steve Gerber, and illustrated by Val Merrick, uh, May Eric, I'm not gonna try to even say it, I'll, I'll put a clip in of him saying his own name. Val Merrick. It's like a Gal Gadot situation. <laughs> Gal Gadot? I don't know how to say that shit. Yeah, so, played by the man, Ed Gale, and voiced by Chip Zine. Chip Zine... He, uh, I, I was, this is in the special features. They didn't, they used Ed Gale's voice until this movie was completed. And then in post-production, they just threw Chip Zine's voice over because they thought it would work better. Like, I thought they said that it was too muffled. Yeah. Well, I think because he was talking out of the suit. Yeah. But I think, but then they were just like, oh, Chip Zine, his voice fits better. But I think he does a great voice in this movie. In the special features, they were talking about how Martin Short and John Cusack inter- oh my God, interviewed for the that. voice of fucking Howard. I would love Martin Short as Howard the Duck. I think that would have fit. This is unrelated, but speaking of weird comic book voice casting, have you watched the Patton Oswalt and Jimmy Kimmel when he's doing a Modoc animated TV show? He talks about how, like, maybe we'll put the clip in. He talks about how, like... So there are times when I will do the lines and I will... I'm trying to do this, like, I am Modoc, like a, a Modoc-style voice. And the other writers and animators are like, you can probably use your own voice, and I don't want my voice to match that. And they're doing an animated Howard the Duck show. Are they? Yeah. Oh, shit. Howard the Duck is shining right now. Like, I mean, good for him. He's calling it now Howard the Duck in Phase 4. I would, Well, we have Howard the Duck from since Phase 2. In well, yeah, but he hasn't actually been in a movie. No. Not, I mean, not as anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's popular. Uh, so yeah, like literally this movie won four Razzies, which for people who don't know, the Razzies are basically the nega Oscars, <laughs> the, the, like 
worst movie awards, which that's ri- like that's ridiculous. This movie is treated so yeah, unfairly. it's it's really it's not a Doctor Strange, that's for sure. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not. This is so much better than anything we've talked about. I think I think we can safely say that it's better than Spider Man. Oh, the, yeah. it's the first, yeah, we, the first we found, time we find something's finally dethroned the king. <laughs> we finally have something. <laughs> talking about the negative reception for the movie, which again we'll talk about more later. But on the DVD, Ed Gale was talking about how like. Then Howard became what I call um, sitcom fodder. Some show I saw, they were having a party. The party flopped. Uh, this is like, you know, this party's worse than Howard the Duck. That's unfair. I, it, it's Glory Katz, who's the co-writer, and uh, William, is it Will, Willard Hayek is the director, which that's pretty funny because Hayek is like a cartoon sound effect. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But uh, that's what Goofy says. <laughs> they were just trying to make like a crazy absurdist movie about duck from, from space, space who teams up with the lead singer of a glam rock band and i don't know why people are so harsh on it i think a lot of it is because like is it for kids is it for adults we have tits in this movie but then like it's about a there's, duck from space there's duck tits in the first five minutes of the movie yeah so it's it's confusing there's two different moments where there's duck tits in the first five minutes of yeah the movie, but... like back to back pretty much so it's like but then a lot of it seems like it's for kids like it's a crazy kind of just wacky 80s goonies style adventure so it's kind of in it's like an internally displaced movie it's like a teenager movie yeah it's a weird like in between it is it's it's middling of the road but then it's pg because pg-13 was only around for two years at this point so like it's 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 just pg with 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 tits and and there's a scene where Leah Thompson almost fucks a duck, guys. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in graphic detail later. I've transcribed that entire scene. <laughs> and she said that she loved that scene, and so did everyone else. I so. literally, I'm not even kidding. So I watched the movie. I went downstairs to talk to like my dad about it, and I was like, you know, Leah Thompson had a weird two years because first she she wants to she wants to fuck, fuck her son, fuck and her then son. she wanted to fuck a duck. Back to the future. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. And then I watched the fucking that's what she said. I watched the documentary, and that's exactly what she said. And I was like, okay, Leah Thompson, you're fucking, you're you're great. I already knew I loved you, but that's incredible. They, I had a crazy couple of years because in Back to the Future, I was supposed to be in love with my son. And then in Howard the Duck, I was supposed to be in love with the duck. I was very confused. <laughs> I, she has a great sense of humor. Yeah. She seems like a really nice person. I, it would have been cool if we got to talk to her, but she's way too big for yeah. us. Jesus. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was released in, on the 1st of August, 1986, distributed by Universal. It was their big picture for that whole year. <laughs> Budget was $37 million. This cost more than Star Wars. Because Speaking of Star Wars, this is a George Lucas movie. It's a George Lucas <laughs> production. Yeah, which is, is pretty great. It, it, the reason it's great is because that means Industrial Light and Magic did all the effects. So the Howard the Duck puppet is incredible. Yeah, it's it looks, really good. Everything in this movie looks so good. Like, there's um, there's a lot of lightning effects, but it's like, they're pretty top tier. There's I mean, one thing at the end that is horrible <laughs> that we'll talk about. Okay, the effects are pretty good but also they're so the green wacky. screen is kind of we're, bad where yeah i have a lot to say about that and i'll i, I can't wait to get into all that stuff but budget 37 million box office not and this is worldwide 38 million i think it made like 12 million domestically in the u.s yeah so it made literally <laughs> 1 million back all of its budget yeah star wars only cost 11 million dollars and how did the duck how did this cost three times more than star wars i don't well i i have no clue <laughs> it's, i mean i guess there are werewolf masks in star wars but like 
like Jesus, 11 million, 37 million dollars. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. But uh, you know, Fr- Franker or Steve Gerber really liked it, so that that's good. He was like, yeah, this is a great adaptation of my character. I, I've been reading a lot of Howard the Duck comics over the last couple of days. Like, I read some 70s stuff, and then literally, while you were coming over here, I was reading um, Howard the Duck Max. There's a Max Howard the Duck miniseries from 2002. It's only seven issues, but I was reading some of that. And 70s Howard the Duck comics are fucking loose. I was trying to kill myself. The first, <laughs> the first single issue of Howard the Duck, the first ten pages are him trying to kill himself. <laughs> he climbs up a tower to kill himself because he has nothing else to do since he's stuck on Earth and he's away from home. He wants to fucking kill himself and then he finds beverly in the tower that he's about to jump off and they get sucked into a time portal by some guy and go back to barbarian times and, what sp- the f- and spider-man shows up what <laughs> guys everybody go back and read issue one of howard the duck from 1973 or four it's fucking great what the fuck it's so aw- howard the duck comics are awesome <laughs> i have a howard the duck funko over there just because howard the duck is like one of my favorite characters just because he's so wacky he's he's Does it so make weird sense? in this world no it doesn't but it's great <laughs> but yeah no that that whole beverly being a glam rock star that is 100 percent for the movie <laughs> she was not like that at all back then and yeah this wasn't released on dvd until 2009 so that is a solid what is it 15 maybe even more years yeah, until like, yeah more like more like 20 yeah it was like 20 yeah years it was like before, 23 before this is on dvd and then blu-ray wasn't until 2016 so th- f- that's a 30 years waiting for blu-ray yeah and that's because i mean nobody liked it <laughs> well nobody liked it but then eventually people i think a lot of it might have been ahead of its time because it's, it's it's this really wacky thing and then it grew a huge cult following, just like you would expect it to. Kind of like Last just Action Just like Hero. they expected it to happen. Yeah, like, yeah. They like, were literally saying that eventually people are going to find it again and they're going to love it. It wasn't George Lucas who said, in 20 years, everyone's going to love this. George for years said, he said, just wait. 25 years from now, it will be rediscovered. And it will look really good for its time period. And I mean, yeah, like like a lot of people are still sour on it, obviously. But yeah, no, this has a huge fan base, and I think we're part of that yeah. fan base because it's, it's great. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It's stupid, but I love it. So <laughs> I was I I don't like taking a lot of stuff from Wikipedia because you know they have a history of being inaccurate. But you know I I try to get as much information as I can preparing for these episodes. But I just thought it was really funny in the Wikipedia subcategory. See, also it leads to a link that just says list of films considered the worst (laughs) and this is on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so funny the howard the duck suit cost two million dollars and there's like a lot of duck suits in this movie (laughs) didn't they say that there was like four different ones yeah well there's like a black duck suit later that you see towards the opening and then there's a bunch of of other ones because we're on duck world for the first five yeah minutes. and he flips through a bunch of channels and those all have a lot of ducks on them and then you see outside a duck with like the the shape yeah. or whatever the uh, original outside the u.s this was called howard a new breed of hero that's interesting i, I didn't even that's know about that weird yeah it is weird so spoiler alert guys for howard the duck um because th- it was 30 year old movie a 30 year old 33 year old movie at this point but um so at the end jeffrey jones who is a horrible person um yeah is, 
is uh, his, he's the main villain. He turns into the Dark Overlord. Apparently, I couldn't really find evidence of this going back through this scene, but I think on IMDb, it was in the IMDb trivia section. Apparently, the Dark Overlord is in Men in Black. Where? Like, he's like a little, like a little, because you know, in Men in Black, where it's like all the universes are marbles or whatever, I think there's like that shot where they pan out and then maybe he's in one of those or something. Is Howard the Duck canon in the Men in Black universe? Well, E.T. is canon in the Star Wars universe. There's an entire cinematic universe that we gotta figure out. It's all George Lucas stuff. Men in Black is not George Lucas. I was gonna say, did ILM might have done the special effects, but that might have been... No, that was, um... What's his name? Baker. Uh, Special effects guy. Very fa- Rick Baker. Rick Baker did the... I don't know why I know that. Rick Baker did the men black <laughs> You know effects. a lot of weird shit. Yeah, but uh, so I guess that wasn't ILM, but uh, maybe it was, because uh, Rick Baker did a lot of Star Wars stuff, so. Uh, and then George Lucas, notoriously, this uses... If you've seen The Phantom Menace, which you have, you live on Earth, um, Lucas wanted Howard the Duck to be an all-CGI character. The first leading all-CGI character, I think. That'd be, oh, <laughs> that'd be really weird if it was, like, a history-setting movie that everyone hated. Yeah, like, well, the first there's scene. probably a lot of those already. But, I mean, like, The Jazz Singer is the first, uh, uh, movie with sound, and that's, that whole movie, the main character is in blackface, so... <laughs> that's, okay, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, another random trivia fact for you film nerds out there. I have a lot more trivia that we will talk about later, so let's get into the movie. This is gonna be a longer episode, yeah, because it's, it's already, a, it's already it, been 15 minutes, and it, we haven't even started talking about the movie and yet. we both love this movie, and it's a real movie, so this episode's, I think, from now on, most episodes are probably gonna be a bit longer, so... They're gonna be like two hours or yes, longer. Yes, strap in. I don't think, other than the first page of notes, I don't think there's a single page where I don't have something in all caps, <laughs> which that I've written in all caps, just like because I'm like, what the fuck and is you this? Have or so many pages of notes. I have about twenty or thirty. I think I have about thirty pages of notes, not including my special features. I have notes. like about as much as I usually do, okay. which is not well, a lot. I so. can I can take us through it. <laughs> so. It's usually just me building off of what you say anyway. So <laughs> very start. I I thought that have you seen Hop with Russell Brand or is oh, the CGI bunny? Fuck, I forgot about that movie. Have yeah, I have. Okay, well. I, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I really expected, because, you know, the Universal logo, you see the top, and then it pans out, and you see the back. I thought it was going to be a giant egg, that'd because be, in Hop it is. Yeah, that'd be funny, but... It didn't happen. It's just yeah, a normal one. I think that sad. was a missed opportunity. And then, this is great, when you, it's like a shot, you think it's New York, and then it pans up, you see the two moons, the twin moons, exactly like the twin suns on Tatooine, you know, when Luke's looking up, and it's like... <laughs> you know no anyway <laughs> then you pan up and then it's not new york it's duck world and, and then the ducktales theme starts and then darkwing duck shows up i am the terror that flaps in the night and donald duck <laughs> And Daffy Duck. All right, wise guy. Where am I? And it's fucking crazy. 
you know, you see shots of, of, of Duck World, but I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, it's, you know, obviously they had to shoot New York City. There's clearly just humans walking around <laughs> on the ground. Wait, really? Yeah, you can just, <laughs> like, there's just people. Uh, so that's pretty funny. And then you see a bunch of photos of, like, Howard in the 70s and 80s and whatever. And then here, this might be my favorite part of the entire movie, because this is really clever, I think, when you see all the different, because the very first shot, you go into Howard's apartment, you see all these pictures and posters and stuff. It really does a good job of setting up Duck World as just our world, but with Duck it's really funny i mean there's literally a picture of howard smoking weed so yes there's a picture of howard he's, he's just on a of, weed farm he's in front of a weed farm and he's got like the the 70s yeah like like yeah but first off we get a parody of the may west wc fields movie my little chickadee with the same title because it's called my little chickadee i mean you can't really come up with anything better than that but instead it's may nest and wc fowls which is fowls is a pun they're way too proud of they use it a hundred yeah, times use it so much uh, he has a lo- you see a bunch of letters and he has a love lettered letter from someone named Michelle who's never mentioned and it says that she misses her bill pressed against she wants Howard's bill <laughs> pressed against her which uh, that's something Breeders of the Lost Stork uh, Indiana Drake the new hero from the creators of Beaks which is Jaws and Foul Wars there it is Foul again it's Star Wars obviously and then. <sighs> Yeah, the picture of Howard doing martial arts, because as we learn, he is a... The master of quack foo! We get... Oh, this is confusing. We get a picture of baby Howard, and he has a dog. So there's dogs. Oh, shit. (laughs) There's dogs there. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, because in this world, it's pretty much just... Instead of apes evolving, it's ducks. Yeah. Do you think there are humans and ducks swapped in this world? Yeah. Are humans like ducks? I think humans are still gorillas. Okay, that makes sense. Or apes or whatever, yeah. Um, because later Tim Robbins explains to us oh, yeah, yeah. the evolution. And yeah, Hippie Howard's surrounded by pot. Oh, no, literally on the first page I do have something in all caps. It's the <laughs> weed farm. We get Rolling Egg magazine instead of Rolling Stone. Uh, a duck lady calls Howard. Hi, it's Wendy. I had this really intense dream last night, Howie. I was running my fingers through your feathers, and all of a sudden, <laughs> well, you better come over tonight and I'll show you what really happened next. Like like we're saying, this movie is not for kids. Not at all. It should be very obvious. Did you watch the trailers and the special features? I didn't. Okay, well... It was already, like, two in the morning by the <laughs> fair, time I got there, fair so... Enough, fair enough. But, um, anyway, literally in one of the trailers, it says Howard's favorite pastimes are... Cigars and sex. Howard was in a band as a guitarist. It was called Howard and the Heartbreakers, so I guess Howard is Tom Petty. <laughs> Uh, instead of flash dance is splash dance, which is the classic posing on the chair flash dance pose, but with <laughs> with Howard the Duck, which I think Deadpool too also stole that imagery because it has Deadpool with the bullets and every, like and every stuff. movie does that, like because it's such an iconic image, yeah. yeah. But splash dance is a pretty good pun. <laughs> That's funny. And so Howard clicks through the TV. We get a dancing show. We get like a an ad for medication, a game show, medical drama. Oh, Fred, I love you so much. Uh, it hurts. Uh, uh, like he's dead. Society. A commercial for like it's like one of those. Oh, we got crazy low prices, like the Rick and Morty bit. <laughs> yeah, where they um, fucking smash ants TVs. In my eyes, like... Johnson. So many ants in my eyes. And there's so many TVs, microwaves, radios, I think, I can't, I'm not 100% sure what we have here in stock. So Howard takes out a Play Duck magazine from a manila envelope. Somebody had to make that. Yeah, which is sad. <laughs> Ed Gale on Special Features talks about how they're just so detail-oriented, knowing the camera's only going to see a quick second of it, and they pull puns on everything. Uh, what was the mag, the Playboy was Play Duck? Yeah. 
And I just, that, that part was funny. I'm pretty sure there's, like, every single thing in that entire room was, like, specifically made just for that scene. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that they just kind of, like, bought and, like, threw it in there. They had to make all of it. Which is, that's really cool. I love that kind of creativity. And, like, I am so happy that there's, like, all these duck, those duck puns, because that's exactly what I expected yeah. from this movie. It's what I wanted. But, okay, so, back to this magazine. Do you think they made an entire magazine? Because it was, like, the size of they a normal They might one. have. So do you think it's, because, like, completely full? Well, what if, like, he was flipping and you can see the other pages? Like, if it's a PG movie, I mean, they probably didn't care, but I don't think you could put, like, real tits. Yeah, in. probably not. I mean, Forrest but... Gump has real tits in it. <laughs> that's different, I guess. Um, And there are duck titties. He has, like, a full... It has a fold-out. What's it? Yeah. Centerfold. And he folds it out, and it's, uh, it's so, got tits. So there's pretty much furry porn in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was as much of a thing back then, so... I'm not like, ew, that's creepy. Yeah. It's more just like, all right, it's kind of funny. It's, like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. At, like, at the time, it's pretty much just like, yeah, it's a funny joke. Yeah, it's pretty good. In, in hindsight, maybe that sparks somebody's fetish. Yeah, but, which, you but... know, good for them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like what you like. But, uh, so, there's a there's an earthquake. Howard the Duck, his chair starts shaking, and it goes through a bunch of buildings. <laughs> and this is probably the most, <laughs> not the, the most infamous, but this is definitely a very famous moment where he crashes through uh, someone's bathroom and there's a duck tits fully exposed for a solid five ten seconds and i think she's touching herself in the bath i think so so and she's singing i'm such a lucky girl in love and so anyway it flies past all yeah the ducks. That's, that's just kind of a thing that happens like and it's nobody ever addresses it yeah again. it just kind of happens do you think they had a duck puppet with boobs or do you think that they just put boobs on a normal duck pocket puppet i think they specifically made it for that oh man that means there's even less duck suits you can use <laughs> how the duck's chair flies past all the ducks and then it's flying into the into the sky and then he flies into the sun and he dies well, the end. that's how it ends <laughs> like it's ever read a movie where somebody flies into the sky and dies that doesn't happen when the austin powers movies does it i don't know <laughs> probably yeah it probably happened at some point yeah but, but yeah so even in I don't know if we mentioned, or maybe I cut it out if we did, but in Death Death Too Soon, literally the last movie we watched, it opens with that black guy in the boombox. In fucking Howard the Duck World, there's, there's another a, one. There's a black duck. It's the only <laughs> black duck, and he has a boombox. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and there's like a yeah a shake weight duck or whatever. Yeah. He was just walking by with his, his little weights. Um, that's funny. And then his chair catches on fire, <laughs> but so it falls, and then Howard's still flying. And Howard flies off planet and through space, and then there's this narration, which I wrote all of it down, but I'm just going to put in the clip. The cosmos. Countless worlds upon worlds. Worlds without end. In these galaxies, every possible reality exists. And what is reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be start here with the words In the beginning there was Howard the Duck And then we get the f title card 
and I'm so in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm locked. I can't wait. It's locked like the in. best way the movie could have started. Yeah, because like crazy. If you like how the movie starts, then you already know that you're gonna like the rest of the movie because that's it, that's it's just that's exactly what it is. You pretty much just got what the next like two hours is gonna be. Yeah, with with more like punks and and yeah. Tim Robbins really fucking hamming it up. <laughs> so <laughs> which is always kind of fun. Uh, and then yeah, during that, Howard flies back past a bunch of plant planets and space stuff and where does every movie portal ever lead franny where does the smurfs portal lead where's the masters of the universe portal lead where is any single portal lead out of all the planets in the universe into an alley <laughs> yeah and just into some alley in cleveland yeah. <laughs> or usually new york but this time it it's leads to an cleveland, alley cleveland ohio <laughs> on earth but yeah no there's so many fucking planets for some reason it's always on earth yeah i don't just... know why <laughs> that's what happened because earth is the only, only planet, planet that exists and it, it costs it doesn't it cost less than using a planet where you gotta have it full of aliens <laughs> he crashes through a sign and he hits some stuff on the way down and he lands on a sofa in the alley just like the sofa where he was a second ago pretty good and he gets cornered by an 80s punk gang fuck yes they they uh, there's a lot of cool punks in this movie i like that a lot they're not really surprised that there's a duck which yeah. is a theme that'll be repeated throughout the movie. I feel like the only people that aren't surprised to be seeing a, a toddler-sized duck. Well, I think later in the movie, people kind of... Like, there's there's sometimes, like, an old lady would be like, ah, but eventually people seem to kind of adapt yeah, to just get being used a to duck. It. Which is, is odd. And I'm not just talking about like, about, like, Beverly and Phil. I'm talking about, like... Just p- pedestrians. Yeah, just random people walking by just get used to seeing, yeah. uh, like, a three-foot-tall <laughs> talking duck. Talking duck. Yeah, they're not surprised. And they sneak him into, into like, a into the concert by giving him to some nerd and saying it's his date. Go on in, Frank and Weedy. We finally found you a date! Uh, the, <laughs> it was funny when the security... He thinks he's like a ta- he's like a kid in a Halloween yeah, he's, costume. He's like, no kids allowed. So he takes the duck off of the nerd, and the nerd in the background's like, "That's my day." My costume don't fool me. No kids allowed. Hey, hey wait a no minute. Way. That's my day. Yeah. So he throws Howard in- onto a homeless person's shopping cart. Even though, again, he thought it was a child, so he just <laughs> yeah, threw it. Throws him he out. just threw a kid. <laughs> That's fucking metal. <laughs> and then he, the shopping cart almost gets hit, or he, I think he falls out and he almost gets hit by a bus. And then we see Leah Thompson, who plays Beverly Switzer, who's the lead singer of a band called Cherry Bomb. It's like and the most 80s band you can yeah, think of. Yeah, well, it's glam rock. There's four girls. They all got huge hair. This movie has a really good soundtrack. Yeah. I think there's like there's like a, a lot of original songs, and they're all really good. And Beverly, Beverly Leah Thompson talks about the really strenuous process because they were threatening that because like she wasn't a singer or anything but she wanted to do all she the singing really wanted to do it they kept threatening me that they might not let me really do the singing even halfway through the shooting i don't think they were entirely convinced whether they were going to keep my voice and they did and so like they were teaching her how to play guitar and then how to how to sing when she's getting vocal training she talks about how like she never wasn't working because she was always either doing the movie or she was doing like the choreography, the choreography for... for music or dancing or whatever and she was a ballet dancer i think so the dancing wasn't that hard for her she has a really nice voice in this i yeah. think good on her for like for like being well, dedicated she's committed like, yeah. she's really committed to this which is really impressive kind of a more awkward sexual humor when there's this couple making out in an alley and howard starts feeling up the leg of the chick <laughs> it's kind of weird but then the, they find out and the guy freaks out and tries to kill him with a for rent sign but not even really swinging at him he just fucking breaks it against a wall yeah against the wall of the alley he's just like ah! <laughs> 
and I had to pause it to see what it was because it was. I don't know where he got it. I just on the yeah, ground. I, I couldn't tell where he got it either. He just kind of <laughs> had it. Ridiculous. And then there's this lady-led motorcycle gang called Satan Sluts, and they <laughs> chase after Howard. And then Howard falls onto one of their bikes, and she punches him in the head, and he lands in a trash can. <laughs> this was great. And then he he. And then he dies. Yeah, he, he's that. Here's he, where he gets, the movie he gets ends. His, yeah, he gets his block knocked off, like a killer <laughs> clown surround his face. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off. But no, he's in a trash can. I thought he passed out, but then he's just hanging out. And then it's after the concert. Beverly's walking back. These weird guys try to rape her. One of them has it's like a leather jacket with baby heads all over it. Cause, <laughs> Cause that's what I think that's probably what George Lucas thinks a punk is. <laughs> probably. And he watched the Road Warrior and was like, Yeah, just do that. They're trying to rape Beverly. It's pretty intense. Uh, we're only we're not even ten minutes in, nope. and we've had tits and feeling people up and rape. Like this is and <laughs> also really sexy actually intense also this movie is two hours long we're 10 minutes in and we've been talking for half an hour yeah this is gonna be such a long one yeah but also i think we have so much to say i won't have to edit out as much yeah probably so that's gonna be good too and oh my god so they're gonna beat him up and howard hears it and he says no more mr <laughs> nice duck the duck puns have started which obviously oh, got they a lot just in this, started in this, uh, verbal duck puns have started <laughs> Okay. And, and they never stop for the rest of the movie nope. from every single cast member, which I mean, good on them. But they start freaking out when Howard shows up and <laughs> one of them says, I've been doing too much toot. <laughs> I guess that means coke. So Howard the Duck says, no one laughs at a master of quack foo. And we get a really bad wire stunt <laughs> and he, he kicks them, he's stomping them, he's beating, beating them yeah, up. Yeah, pretty much these two guys <laughs> get their asses beat by a toddler. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, not a toddler, it's Ed Gale in a, <laughs> a duck suit. It beat by a master of quack food. <laughs> he he gets like a trash can lid, I think, and throws it at him, and then he gets a, cha- a leg of a chair. Yeah. <laughs> this alley has such a weird assortment of weapons. All of these alleys it's like do. A, it's like Streets of Rage <laughs> or something. You um, just fucking punch a trash can and there's a baseball bat yeah, in there. Like, that's, fucking, what, that's what happened. <laughs> And Howard calls him Mr. Zitz, which makes me wonder if ducks get zits if he knows what that those are. Yeah, that, maybe I'll yeah. do some research. Do ducks have acne? <laughs> maybe they're pretty oily, I guess. I guess, but, but that, ugh, that just weird to gross. think about. Also, he doesn't have any zits at all. He's a very clean-faced <laughs> man. Uh, they run away, and there's like a flashbang. Do you remember that? I don't. They run away, and there's like a ball of lightning or something like there's no sound it's just like a light <laughs> as they're running away they throw a smoke bomb yeah they they, they 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 throw a flashbang yeah, flash it's so weird i maybe some, another duck landed on earth or something <laughs> i don't know what the fuck happened but then it starts raining and no it, it was not lightning because it starts raining after it's not lightning works and then, but then it starts raining and beverly is confused about howard but she's like oh thanks i guess yeah i guess you helped Beverly was was beating them up too. She's she's a strong female character, you know. You know, nine to five, gotta work that joke into every single episode. And here's the, here's the the clip, you know. I always do it. Working nine to five. You're gonna anyway, you're gonna figure out how to work that into every, every single, single one. Movie, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he's like he's like, can you tell me where the fuck I am? Because I'm a duck from outer space. And she's like, you're in Cleveland. Or he's like Cleveland, and and everybody laughs. Yeah, because he mispronounced it. He's like, that's a crazy for this seems like Cleveland uh-huh that's a perfect weird name for this planet he's like no what planet am I on she's like uh you're on earth is this a nightmare am I having a weird duck related dream 
and it starts walking away into the rain and there's this really cheesy 80s song that starts that kicks in and i'm like oh yeah i know exactly what's gonna happen don't know why you're not talking to me i don't know what went wrong and Howard's all sad and he's scared and he doesn't have an umbrella and he's getting all wet. And even though he's got webbed feet and he, he probably should thrive in the water even though he can't swim. Um, yeah, apparently he, can't, he doesn't he, know how to swim. <laughs> yeah. Better tell you now, I can't swim! But, you know, he's, he's all sad and scared because he's in a new place. And so Beverly's like, all right, come with me under my tiny umbrella, <laughs> my tiny red umbrella. And they walk together, and it's pretty funny. And so Howard gets wet, and then he starts making Donald Duck noises. It's <laughs> weird. Which is a theme throughout this movie. And I mean, Marvel, Disney didn't know Marvel for another 20 years. Nope. So that's weird. So they get to Beverly's really shitty apartment. It's There's so much really neon. <laughs> bad and gross. No, I, I think her room's pretty sick, but like when they first get there, oh, yeah, it's, it's like a fucking dump. But then she has a pretty cool room. It's like a loft. It's nice. But yeah, a lot of neon. You're right. Neon and guitars and, and, and probably just cigarettes everywhere. <laughs> it probably smells really bad, but, you know, it looks cool. Their band, Cherry Bomb, has a really shit house manager, and he's, like, not giving them their money or whatever. And they're waiting for their big break because they just play in dive bars. And, you know, nine to five. Working, working, a working girl trying to make my way in the workplace. Working nine to five. So, of course, Beverly just happens to have a duck purse, which is a purse in the shape of a duck, because, you know. Why not? <laughs> Howard can see it and be confused by it. What's this? Oh, it's a purse. I got it at a swap meet. Cute. Howard feels the quake, and he gets, like, a weird PTSD flashback about when he was flying off Duck World. It's kind of horrifying. Yeah. It's, it's really scary. And then it's it got, turns like, out filter. it was just a truck. <laughs> it was just a truck. But that's not how trucks work. Yeah. When, when a truck goes by, I'm not like, ugh. <laughs> It's not how it, it's not how it happens. <laughs> Jesus, look at the fucking audio <sighs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell people what it's like when a truck goes by. <laughs> That's what they come here for. I guess Howard went to med school to become a plastic surgeon. And then he dropped out. <laughs> wrote songs at night and did construction work by day. Yeah, he dropped out so he could write some, so he could be a songwriter by night and a construction worker by day. And, what a life. Yeah, I know. And Howard got a job request to be an advertiser, so he does this cheesy, like, perfume ad. Only two things touch my feathers. Oil of nightfall and him. They're like, oh, Howard is, uh, you're, you're here because you have a destiny, which that doesn't end up being true. <laughs> he's here because of a weird science thing. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't know how he's gonna get home, so he just falls asleep and Beverly wraps him in a quilt. And this is another iconic moment <laughs> where she goes through his wallet and she's got a license plate and uh, a license driver's license. <laughs> Not a light, fucking license plate in his <laughs> wallet. I like Jaws when the shark has a license plate in its mouth. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a, li a driver's license in his wallet uh, and it's like, oh, expires on hatch day. Like, again, very detailed oriented and that apparently he's from marshington dc and he has a mallard card instead of a mastercard he's got a picture of him with some duck beach babes and he's got duck parents <laughs> and then he's got the one dollar bill <laughs> that has a duck george washington on it you know these these fucking <laughs> puns are killing me like i can't There's do this so much at once and then he has a loose condom in his wallet. Why not? And she goes, Howard. <laughs> Howard. But 
That's not how condoms work. You can no, keep a loose condom all. in your wallet. That's horrible. You can't use that now. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. And then it's a pretty nice shot of Beverly just watching Howard sleep in front of the rainy windowsill. He's wrapped up in a little quilt. It's the next day. Yeah. And they're going to the natural... It's like three things. It's like the science, history, and... And it's an aquarium. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's, it's a, a museum. It's a museum. With scientists in yeah, it. Yeah, why not? that's all you need to know. And Beverly is the fucking worst at hiding things. She but, puts them in a ripped up trash bag. Yeah, and they're in the back of a cab going to the museum, and they're just like openly talking, and the cab driver's like, what the fuck? What about me? I'm going to have to see a psychiatrist every day for the rest of my life. Relax. We're almost there. Oh, goody. Bill's a scientist. He can help. Which at that point, don't hide him in a trash bag if you're just gonna talk to him, I guess. Or why is the why call, is the taxi driver still driving them when there's? I would call the police. I would too. A lady had like a kid in a trash bag. In yeah, the back there's like as far as you know, there's a child in a trash bag, <laughs> and she's like she's like verbally abusing it. Yeah, I don't think that's proper parenting, but. Yeah, literally everybody at the whole museum is so confused because he's just walking around to the trash. He just has <laughs> like a walking trash bag. And there's like three different people that are like, hey, you need some help with that? Like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Because it's like, what the fuck is happening? Is yeah. there a child in a trash bag? When she takes Howard to her scientist friend, Phil, who is played by Tim Robbins in his first role, Tim Robbins of the Shawshank Redemption. If you're reading this, you've gotten out. And if you've come this far... Maybe you're willing to come a little further. Can you burn a hole through this with some kind of eye laser? <laughs> Andy Dufresne plays this really hammy, over-the-top nerd scientist. I mean, look, you gotta you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. And I mean, I don't think this is too bad of a place to start. No, I, it's he. Re- at first, he was really. I liked Tim Robbins a lot and stuff, but he was really getting on my nerves at first. Just yeah, he's he's really annoying in the beginning, but real, he gets better. Yeah, he gets better and. Yeah, he just immediately walks into a board meeting and is like, oh, oh, guess what? It's in the other room. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's really not funny. It's oh. so annoying. And it takes like a minute. Yeah. It's like it's, an entire minute of a really unfunny And there's so many applo- like pauses for laughter and there's no laughter. And that's the worst kind it's, of joke. It's just as bad as a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you're waiting for the laugh track to kick in. But there isn't I'll one. I'll play the clip <laughs> with the laugh track. Maybe it'll sound better. God. Listen, everybody. This is it. I've just seen it. It's in there. It's a... It's, a... it's nothing! <laughs> it's nothing! Never mind! Carry on, Dr. He's just really chewing up the the fucking all the scenery and and he's, there's a lot of weird DC Comics references. There are. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's a bird, it's a plane, oh, it's yeah. a duck. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a duck. And it's like, oh my god, this is just like in the first Spider-Man when Aunt May goes, "You're not Superman, you know." Yeah, this, this is, is a, pro- a weird thing to think about because that, well, that means that in the Marvel universe, DC is still just fake. Yeah, I mean, but but, but then some a, sometimes there's crossovers. Yeah, so what the why? <laughs> like it's pretty well known that DC comics are comics in the Marvel universe. Like Iron Man will. I remember the first time I ever learned that it was in an issue of A plus X, which is something no one's ever read in their entire lives. But that's Avengers plus X Men, not versus. It's just it's just this like little team ups they would do, and I think it's the issue with Tony Stark and Kitty. Pr- 
Pride. Or maybe it's Hellcat. I don't remember. The point is, he references Superman and Crypt... Or, like, how, oh, it's, like, crypt- giving Kryptonite to Superman or whatever. And that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> and I never stopped thinking about that. And then Spider-Man talks about reading, like, Batman comics and Teen Titans stuff sometimes. So, But it's weird to think about because then sometimes the universes will collide. Yeah, so, like, are they with... In in the DC universe, does Marvel even exist? <laughs> well, you know what it's like, actually? It's like, um, have you ever seen, <laughs> you probably haven't seen this, have you ever seen the episode of Power Rangers where nope. they meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I've heard of it, never seen it. In that, I'm pretty sure they're, they've both exist in their separate universes in Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a TV show and in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers is a TV show but for the episode they meet each other and the whole time they're just like oh I thought you guys were only on TV I thought you guys were fake so the Mutant Ninja Turtles are for real yeah (laughs) hey we couldn't believe they were really Power Rangers either pretty trippy but what the fuck yeah it's just this is a weird, like, really off-topic yeah, conversation. It, this is there's gonna be a lot. I think as the show goes on, we're gonna have more and more weird tangents. Oh yeah, definitely. Which you know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Let's just talk about I think, more I stuff. I think it's just what happens when the movie is better. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, so this is probably racist, where he talks to the duck like a foreigner. Oh yeah. Nice ducky. Me, Phil. You, Howard. We be friends. And yeah, he does a perfect Donald Duck impression. Yeah, Phil just does like a good job. flawless impression. But like, no, that's weird. Why can he do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's so. And then Phil wonders if Howard has superpowers, and this is another really annoying moment. Can you bend this? <sighs> I want you to concentrate and read my mind. I want you to look into the future and tell me what you see. Howard is just as annoyed as the entire audience. Yeah, he keeps talking about Howard calls him a yo-yo. They know I'm a yo-yo. Which he says <laughs> that he says that again so later. Many times. Yeah, yeah, but Phil is like certifiably fucking insane in this scene. He's trying to get Howard to bend a steel bar, use laser eyes, read his mind, and look into the future. <laughs> which he's, I mean, yeah, I guess I would too. But... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense when it's an alien, but like, come on. <laughs> and now when they're leaving. They just don't attempt to hide Howard. No. They just have given up on the trash bag idea. They're just walking around. But well, I mean, the museum is completely empty for some reason. Yeah, so well, I guess it's fine. I think they're, yeah, they're probably just in a, in a closed off section because they're near like Oh, the, yeah, I, I think they are because they're, as they were like walking. like maintenance guys. Yeah, there was, so. there was a sign that said that it was like off limits or whatever. So yeah, I guess but I mean, it makes sense. Still, but still, you're going to have to go outside yeah. eventually. And they and do. And they do. Yeah. And they don't hide him. But yeah, so everybody can see him, and Phil keeps talking about how they're going to get him back. But they talk about, this is kind of cool, where they're like, oh, you know what it probably is, Howard? It's probably like, you know, how it started with with apes and whatever, and then that evolved into humans. It's probably on Duck World, it started with ducks as we know them, and that evolved into like a humanoid duck. So that's kind of cool explanation. There's even like a like a weird effect where it's like the evolution of man and then he, he goes yeah, like it changes to like ducks. the evolution of duck i think it's that fun. was really cool and apparently it was true because like howard no howard confirms that that's oh, yeah, exactly like, what it was he's like they teach us that in school yeah every school doc knows this stuff all right that's weird that phil was able to get that on like the first try but i mean it it makes sense like <laughs> well i don't know if <laughs> scientists would tell us it makes sense but for in for the it, sake of a yeah, movie in about the movie, duck from space in the sense. movie yeah it makes sense yeah but uh 
So these fellow scientists show up, and now they're trying to hide Howard, but Howard just walks outside and everybody sees him, and, like, Beverly and Howard are arguing, and then a bunch of kids show up, and they think he's, like, an animatronic or, like, an exhibit or something, and so they're, they're like, touching his fur and stuff. It's so lifelike and realistic! And then he shoes him off and then tells Beverly to leave, and he's being such an asshole <laughs> to this lady who's, like, being really nice to him and, like, giving him a place to stay and... You two, leave me alone. What? I don't need any more of your sympathy, your charity. He has no reason to do this, but he, I guess, I mean, I'd be pretty pissed if I was on a foreign planet too, yeah. but still, I think he's being a little much. And there's like one little moment when she sounds like Miss Piggy. <laughs> and so long, ducky. <laughs> so, oh Jesus. Uh, oh God. <laughs> this is a weird moment yeah. too. Howard the Duck goes to find a job, and there's this big black lady, and it says that his face is like, he says that- She says that his face is fucked up. Yeah. She's like, oh, your face is like that, so you don't have to have a job. She's like, oh, you're trying, that you're a slacker. You think that by looking controversial, you're never gonna find a job. Doesn't Weird. make very much sense, honestly, And so Howard but... tries to bite her ass when it's yeah. in his face. I mean... She's leaning over to grab something. Fucking you do you, I guess, but maybe That's don't. That's weird. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I think it's a joke, but I don't get the joke. Neither do I. And so, oh my god, Howard is a fucking towel boy for a bathhouse. Which, if you don't know what a bathhouse is, guys... It's a sex jacuzzi. It's a, se it's, it's a Steamy sex, sex it's place. It's sex jacuzzis. <laughs> yeah, basically, a bunch of jacuzzis where you go to fuck and... So, you know, I, I would say... It's, yeah, it's steamy hookers. Yeah, it is steamy hookers, but it's it's so odd. It's such an odd choice. Yeah, it's it's... Honestly, it's kind of uncomfortable. In you, there is so much fucking sex for a kids movie. There's like maybe a, because this isn't a kids movie. Well, yeah, maybe it's not. But like, uh, d do you think that no parents took their kids to go see Howard the Duck? Oh no, there's definitely. I mean, there's parents I think, who took their kids to see Deadpool, but that's their fault. Yeah, but, with but I think Duck, I think different. I think that's probably why, like, part of the reason why so many people hated it. Because a lot of people probably walked out and were scarred by it or parents were pissed at them. Yeah, probably parents being pissed and children being scarred by seeing, <laughs> by the, the first pair of tits they ever see is on a duck. Yeah, oh, that that probably caused a yeah, lot of probably. problems for people. Jesus, yeah, you're, that's a good point. Again, like, we can't show this because this is a podcast, but... Before Howard even comes into frame, there's like 10 seconds of this couple just going at it. Yeah, there, like there's, nothing. Like, there's like three different couples yeah, that are just straight up good, just going at it, this, like there's one, aggressively. And then there's, yeah, and like graphic, and they're yeah. not wearing much. Like they're not fully naked, but they're. They're cutting it close. Super intimate, and like really, it's like softcore porn levels. Yeah, it's. And I mean, it's like in anything else. We probably wouldn't even address it, but when it's a movie about a talking duck and it's supposed to be aimed for, it's supposedly aimed for children, like, it's, it's that, you gotta bring it, it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And this scene goes on for a while. And, this is like a full, like, five minute scene. And so, Howard, like, the it's... duck, and, and there's like, yeah, and this goes on the entire yeah, scene. Yeah, the entire time it's just, how the he's duck... walking by so many people. <laughs> and Howard the Duck's like, must be mating season. Oh, must be mating season, which, good joke, I guess, but. <laughs> 
So Howard's, Not the time. <laughs> Howard starts to light up, but the, his boss is this weird old guy. And so he lifts him up and he dunks him in a jacuzzi while a couple is having sex in the jacuzzi. Even though he can't swim yeah. and he tells him he can't swim. I can't swim! And he dunks him in a jacuzzi. He's about to drown a co-worker <laughs> in a sex jacuzzi. And the couple I mean, I guess even, that's one way to go. The couple doesn't even react. Oh, yeah. They don't even notice they're, that there's a fucking duck in they're there. They're probably <laughs> on horse tranquilizers, but they are not reacting to the fucking duck that just got dunked in there. What the hell? <laughs> and then his boss is, like, inspecting this loose bra that's in, like, a mud pit. Because it's not just jacuzzis. There's, like, a mud room where yeah. you can go and fuck in the mud. <laughs> that does not sound fun. It doesn't at all. But, but at the same clearly, time, fucking in a jacuzzi doesn't sound that great either. <laughs> Guys, girls, real talk, you're gonna get waterlogged if you're vagina, and you're gonna <laughs> die. So that's, but yeah, and then so he's inspecting this loose bra, and Howard pushes him into the fucking mud pit. He like slides. He like he slides on nothing or water, I guess. Sex I, water. Yeah, it's... semen. <laughs> he slides on semen and pushes him into the mud pit, and then quits his job. <laughs> and that was the scene. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That was. It was a. <laughs> Just everything in that scene was weird. So Howard walks the, the streets in his weird plaid Sherlock Holmes suit. <laughs> and he's all depressed. And so he gets on a bus and everyone on the bus is terrified of him. And this is one of my favorite moments where this, this guy is like pointing at him once he got off to the bus and just says, That's a what duck! That That's a duck, man! That's a duck! That's, That's a, a duck, duck man! It's <laughs> my favorite part. Just like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who gave you that line? <laughs> so Nobody. Oh, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be yeah. on set. I want to think that it's just, like, that was either improvised or that guy didn't know where he was. That was his legitimate reaction. They put him on a real bus. <laughs> and so Howard hears on the news that it's duck hunting season. He sees a Daffy Duck cartoon, and then he sees somebody advertising, like... A, like a cook, like a recipe for cooking a duck? Yeah, what is it? It's it's duckaroni. <laughs> this duck has come to America with duckaroni. Which I, I, it's probably a real thing. I don't know. But Sounds gross, though. Yeah, it does sound gross. And I don't know why all three of those are on at the same time. But, you know, plot reasons, I guess. So Howard has a panic attack and winds up in front of the Cherry Bomb concert, like right where he started on the same sofa. He sees the hole that he fell through and everything. And so he hears Bev playing this really fucking awesome song. It's my favorite song in the whole movie. It's called Don't Turn Away. I thought it, I, it sounded really familiar. I thought it was, um, it kind of sounds like Time After Time. So much together, really ought to get along. Yeah. Memories, time sometimes. So I, th- I kind of thought it was one of her songs. So I'll probably play a lot of that song in here because I just think that's a great song. Just play the entire song. <laughs> you know, that, it's like a six-minute song, yeah. <laughs> but I'll play a little bit of it because it's great. What are we trying to prove? like oh it's too depressing so they start playing something more upbeat and then so there's these creepy guys in bev's manager who's named ginger i think because he's a ginger i guess (laughs) and they start talking and the manager's like yeah i'm just gonna bev i'm bev's been holding out on me i'm gonna make her fuck me i'm still not gonna pay her (laughs) when bodacious beverly stops holding out on me gonna invite her up to my place tonight for a little uh, career manipulation (laughs) which is really sleazy and so howard's hearing that because howard's in the club 
and uh, so he confronts them. He's like, I don't like the way you're talking about her. And you're a bitch. You're a little bitch. Give me Bev's money. <laughs> There's a pretty good line, but one of his his guys is just like, Hey, hey, different lifestyles is one thing. Different life forms is another. So Howard lights a match with his beak. I, I wrote his mouth. That's wrong. <laughs> but he lights a match with his beak. <laughs> lights his mouth? Yeah, you know. <laughs> he lights his mouth. But he lights a match with his beak and does a, a smoking. He does a smoking. <laughs> smoking a cigar. This Amish. This He's not really Amish, but he looks Amish. This, <laughs> this security guy. He, like, slides Howard across the bar like a, like a scotch or whatever. And everyone at the concert starts crowding and cheering around Howard. And so Howard smashes a fucking 40 on somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> and the manager's like gonna stab Howard in the face and yells duck kebab. Duck kebab! Which, oh, what's. There's like a Stephen King movie. It's the one about cats. It's called Sleepwalkers or something. And there's a bit when <laughs> this cat man stabs a cop and says, Cop kebab! <laughs> cop kebab! <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Um, and so then Howard gets on top of him and has the fucking ice pick or whatever it is. And you think Howard stabs him in the face? I really thought he stabbed him in the face. For that would have been an interesting This, this movie's already to... brutal. Yeah. And, but no, he stabs him like through a, he has like a ring he earring. He has a he stabs giant him earring. It. Yeah. So, you know, it's still pretty fun. It's a good gag, I guess. And, uh, so Howard threatens to stab him in the other ear, which doesn't have an earring in it. So, uh, like, if he doesn't give him Beverly's money. And so he does give him Beverly's money and also makes him force the girls out of their contract. So, that good. Yeah. I mean, I guess now they don't have a manager, so that's not very good. But I guess he didn't really it plan fix, that one. It, it fixes itself <laughs> it, later. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> don't worry, he'll play a guitar later. <laughs> you want to see him play a little guitar? It'll happen. <laughs> So Howard says that he's gonna give him space rabies. Space rabies. Yeah, and the Amish guy says that he heard about it on the news. Richie, is that a real disease? I don't know, Chinch. I heard something about that on the news. And so yeah, he gets the money. Everything's good. And so Howard goes backstage and he meets Bev in the band and he apologizes to her. And then Tim Robbins shows up in like a Christmas-colored flannel suit. It's <laughs> it's gross. He's dating some member of the band. I think her name's Ronette. I don't, it's not important, but <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. Well, he and Ronette have sort of got back together. There's a, there's a Captain America reference <laughs> where he's, he's brainstorming about how Howard got here and says that he was frozen in ice. You arrived here in a spacecraft millions of years ago and must have remained frozen in ice. Oh, okay, yeah, I, cool. I did catch that and yeah. put it together. Yeah, so Phil tells Howard that, um, yeah, he's telling him all these theories and says that tonight I'm going to have concrete evidence. For some reason... When he's walking away, like he's like, oh, I gotta talk to my friends about where you came from, Howard. He's just being a spaz. And he walks away. And there's this weird moment when, when Phil's girlfriend's like, Phil? And he's just like, no sex now, I'm working. Phil? No sex now, I'm working. And he's like, Tim Robbins, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> She's like, she is not after you. Howard gets the band to love him when he tells him about what he did to the manager. And so Phil plucks out one of his feathers in a really... Again, a really bad bit of comedy. What feather? What are you talking? If it matches, it'll be the answer to all your problems. No, you don't. <laughs> gets better once they build an airplane, I promise. <laughs> but, but It gets better once there's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, back at Beverly's... Oh my god, guys. Are you ready for this? Oh god. This is probably the most, like, this is the most famous scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, so back at Beverly's... Howard just starts dancing. He's making music with a Casio keyboard. Yeah. 
And Nate Swanson looks, uh, she looks pretty good in this scene. She's wearing nothing but some lingerie. And, uh, it's that scene. <laughs> so, Beverly suggests that Howard can be their manager. And he says that she's hot and howls at her ass like Billy Madison. <laughs> so hot. Want to touch the hiney. I don't get that. Like, I know people do it, but I don't know what it means. Neither do I, honestly. Like, you always see that. Do I, does it mean anything, or is it just a thing that people do? Yeah, but, like, where did it start? It didn't start with Howard the Duck. It definitely didn't. It's like a... Th I don't know. I don't... I, I just don't get... I've never gotten I think it's that. just a movie thing. I don't think any real people do that. I just want to know where it started. <sighs> anyway. You could probably find it yeah, online Yeah, I'll look it up later, maybe. But... Yeah, so she's like, oh, Howard, you're the worst. And then he nods in agreement. He's like, I am the worst. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> List he's... of movies that are the worst. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she's like, oh, come on, let's watch David Letterman. And they get in the bed together. And I have transcribed this entire scene. And I guess there's two options here. Either I read the entire scene or I just play the entire scene. Um, both. <laughs> oh my God. Or you read out the entire thing and then, and then immediately... I play it in full. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> you you play you play the audio, but only for uh, Beverly, and you read <gasps> all of Howard's lines. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's gonna be really weird. Um, okay, Dad, I know you listen to my podcast, <laughs> so skip ahead two to three minutes. Okay? Don't be disappointed in your son after this. Yeah, be disappointed if in you were already. Reasons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I guess I'll uh, take the stage as Howard the Duck. <laughs> Oh god, of, I don't my, even know if I want to hear this. It's gonna be one of my finest moments. You ready, everybody? Okay. Your career's over before it <laughs> even started. Before it even started. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna gonna put some all of this stuff on my resume, <laughs> all these episodes and interviews, and then they're gonna be like, oh. This is how you got your break <laughs> we, into voice we heard acting. You. <laughs> I get to be Howard the Duck on the show. <laughs> anyway, all right, here we go. <laughs> This is your idea. This is your fault. Yeah, this is my own fault. So, I did it to myself. I gotta play Beverly. Or no, she Beverly plays herself. And then, so, she says the thing. Just can't seem to find the right man. Maybe it's not a man you should be looking for. Uh, you think I might find happiness in the animal kingdom, Ducky? Like they say, doll, love is strange. <laughs> we could always give it a try. Okay. Let's go for it, Mr. Macho. Oh, 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 shit. I have to read the, like, the, the actions yeah, that are happening like a Shakespeare play. <laughs> this is a lot like Shakespeare in a lot of ways. So, Bev takes off her bathrobe, revealing her bra and panties. <laughs> I feel like I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, you know what? This isn't Shakespeare. This is fucking fan fiction. Yeah. It's weird furry fan fiction, and I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> well, this is your fault. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean, okay? It was a joke. Look, I'm pretty tired. So he's about to get raped. <laughs> John Tron rape whistle. Rape! It's just that you're so incredibly soft and cuddly. Bev, let's be realistic. I mean, my apartment's a zillion miles from here. <laughs> Bev runs her hand down his body and puts it under his shirt. You're three feet taller than I am. Sex noise. Oh. I just can't resist your intense animal magnetism. Howard's head feathers stand up, indicating erection. <laughs> And I'd just like to point out that apparently that took a long time. Where will it lead? Marriage? Kids? A house in the suburbs? Let's just face it. It's fate. Bev goes to take off her bra. Howard stops her. No, it's not. Howard pulls the covers up over him. I've got a headache. And I got the asthma. 
Howard hides in the covers. Be gentle. Bev pulls off the cover. Just one good night kiss, sweet ducky. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we did that. You just gave yourself so much more editing to do. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Grandma, if you're listening to I'm this. sorry to literally every single person that had to listen to that. I'm not. <laughs> oh, man, that's as close to being with Leah Thompson as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's, yeah. So, um, Beverly says that she was just kidding, which I don't think she was kidding, but, uh... She no, turns... she straight up just tried to fuck a duck. Yeah, she like... did. She wanted that. And then, so she turns out the light and kisses him in silhouette. Phil and, and Jeffrey Jones from Ferris Bueller, who, uh, you know, you can look him up on your own, guys. But, and uh, we've, we've already made it very obvious that we do not like him. <laughs> no. And for really very bad reasons. Graphic reasons. Oh, man. If you don't know, you should... You should look it up for yourself yeah, if you're curious. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. It's a, it's a rough read, so uh, not for the for the sensitive, maybe, but also maybe me having a sex scene with Leah Thompson wasn't yeah. for the I sensitive. Think you, I think you can handle whatever Jeffrey D- Jones did if you can handle Gabe reading furry fan fiction to you for about two minutes. I mean, I guess that wasn't real, though. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so they show up, and Jeffrey Jones, famous for being the principal from Ferris Bueller, and he's in something else. He's in Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, he is. That's right. That's the other thing. And so he shows up shocked at the fact that that lady was totally going to fuck that duck. Which... <laughs> and kissed a duck. <laughs> she did kiss the, the duck. On the bill. <laughs> I thought that she was going to go down on him because, like, he puts his hands behind his head. And yeah, I... that's what I Maybe thought. Maybe she would have if it didn't get interrupted. Probably, uh... It's a weird movie. <laughs> his underwear can't come off. Yeah, I can. Wait. He's wearing clothes. No, but later when they try to take his underwear off, it can't come off. No. What? Yeah, no. I remember when the cops tried to take his underwear off and stuff. They didn't. It's Velcroed. They say it's Velcroed. What? No. What? Yeah. They think that he's wearing a costume. They said there <gasps> there's no Velcro on him. Not my shorts! Find your kids! You perverts! <laughs> uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant, there's no zipper! There's no buttons, no Velcro, sir. Oh, I read that scene wrong. Oh my fucking god! I thought they were trying to take his underwear off. What the fuck? <laughs> why? I don't know. Why would that- why is- why would he have- It's a weird, depraved movie, I don't know. What? Would you be surprised if they tried to take his underwear off? Yes! I thought we were gonna get duck dick in this movie. Nope, only Leah Thompson. <laughs> only almost. Leah, Leah Thompson almost got some duck dick, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I thought Doctor Strange was the sexual episode. Yeah, Jesus. I'm really sorry. This is getting a hard explicit tag. I think this is like the only like really, really sexual Marvel movie. Like after this, I don't think there's anything close to it. I'm scanning. Maybe Deadpool. There's a sex montage with a strap on in Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Other than Deadpool, I don't think there's anything else that's and As... somehow Howard the Duck is more sexual than Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Well... Well... I don't know. It's more weirdly sexual. Watching Ryan Reynolds get fucking... Pegged with pegged, a strap yeah, that's. I think that's a little worse than Leah Thompson almost going down on a duck. Hey, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I would just skip the rest of this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You uh, know what? It's like, just... Just stop listening. Yeah, you know? yeah. Listen. Don't watch any of the episodes after this. Next week is the week to listen. <laughs> you know what? Just just put it on mute. Play the rest of the episode so we get those sweet, sweet listens. And, uh, <laughs> come back next week. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Jesus! We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get in some trouble for this one. We're barely halfway through the movie. Yeah. 
uh, we're, we're, we're the best. <laughs> so Jeffrey Jones is is plays a character named Dr. Walter Jennings. And uh, they come with this other guy, Carter. And something happens with the feather they plucked from Howard earlier, and he gets all mad about it. It, it, it. I think they should have explained what happened first, but, you know, whatever. Dr. Jennings says that he can explain how Howard got here. They're doing an experiment the night Howard landed, and partway through the experiment, they lost control of something called the laser spectroscope, and it got undirected by an unknown force, and it caused it to hit Howard's planet. And so open a portal that sent Howard here, and it's going to come back later. <laughs> But Howard caused this massive energy inversion that dragged him through space and it brought him to Earth, which doesn't make any sense. But in their in their lab, a single feather fell, and that one matches the one that Phil plucked earlier. So basically, they're wondering what the fuck ha- came to Earth, and it was just Howard the Duck. Good thing it wasn't a big googly-eyed monster or anything. Howard wants to go to the lab so they can reverse the process and send him back home, and Jennings says that uh, if we can generate enough power, maybe we can uh, maybe send him back, Howard. Maybe, maybe, you know. <laughs> I, I've noticed you're a lot quieter after the weird sex scene. Yep. <laughs> it's a, there's, there's, this movie definitely has two halves. It def- yeah, it the, definitely does. This is the scene that divides it. As soon as the pedophile shows up, I mean, Jeffrey Jones shows up, things get different. I think. It's not as fun. <laughs> no, maybe it's because of him. And that picks up eventually. Yeah, it picks back up. But so the first half of this movie is pretty much like whenever I think about this movie is like what I remember. Mm-hmm. And the second half is a little more boring and I don't remember very much of Even it. Even though it has all the action stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer the, the weird just Howard on Earth. Yeah. Doing I mean, dads. the diner thing is cool, but other than that. It goes on a little while. Yeah. And so does the, I almost um, fell asleep during the second half, so airplane, it was late. The airplane's a little... I, th- I thought... It, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we're already an hour and seven minutes in. And we're barely halfway through the movie. I don't think Avengers Endgame is... is we're gonna talk, we talked about that as long as we're going to end up talking about this one. <laughs> Unless we get through the next hour of the movie really fast, which we probably will, because yeah, there's not might. too much to talk about. Yeah, that aside. Um, so Jang, Jang and Carter are, are talking... And Phil keeps telling Howard that, oh, we could get so famous, you'd be on the front of a National Enquirer and Science Mag and whatever else. We can get the cover of Science Digest. Butt out, four eyes. Yeah. Howard's like, I gotta, I gotta go home tonight because then the plan alignment of the plants is gonna be over Thor Ragnarok. Not Ragnarok, Dark World. <laughs> I just, w- I just wish I was talking about Thor Ragnarok <laughs> instead. <laughs> The hand, the Howard suit is really good, but the hands are weird. Yeah, because like the, the, bottom, the, finger, the pads are like he has the, weird fingertips and palms. Yeah, the palms are like human almost. They're like they're like, they're like they're not they're, they're like, not covered in feathers. They're like it's Caucasian. Just like, yeah, it's, it's like weird. just hands. So that's weird. You see a lot of that now, and that kind of weirds me out. But I mean, I guess it can't be a flawless suit, right? Yeah. Otherwise. Do you think that this suit is better than the CGI Howard in the Guardians and movies? Mm, movies? It's close, but I think I prefer the CGI one. I I like this one more just because I mean, practical's always good. And yeah, I, it, I think that the new Howard the Duck looks too evil. Like he's more comic accurate, but he looks more like Darkwing Duck than kind of. What I want but to I look like. think I. Th- 
I don't think we've seen enough of Howard the Duck, he the looked, CGI one. He looks better like... in Guardians 2 than he does in Guardians 1. Guardians 1... Was he in Guardians 2? Yeah. Where? He's on the the uh, hooker planet, the robot hooker planet. You see him and he says, once you once you go quack, you never go back or whatever. <laughs> you know what they say, you're out of luck until you've gone done. Or something like I that. don't Seth remember that, but I've only oh, seen really? that movie once. Oh so. man, that's one of the best ones. But so I don't think we've seen enough of him in the MCU yeah. to actually like be able to like say that's better I or think not. If he had a movie, I think this this is probably a better movie suit. Like like yeah, you know, like like I, I would think, rather watch this one for two hours than the yeah, other one. I think as a cameo, the CGI one looks cooler. But if you had to do it in a movie, then I think this one looks better. Yeah, it's weird though. Like I feel like. All those people who really don't like this movie, like, you can't fault the suit, though. Like, the yeah, suit's really you, good. Yeah, you have to admit that the suit is pretty impressive. Yeah. So Howard and Bev have, like, some alone time, say goodbye. It's a pretty sweet moment. Look, I'm going to put in these Polaroids that we took at the club. Thanks. These will help. The guys back home are never going to believe me. <laughs> What's this in my bed? Uh, souvenirs? I'm gonna miss you a lot, Ducky. Bev, I don't belong here. And then Tim Robbins does a parody of the on the waterfront speech that like, I could have been a contender. Lily had the dolphins, Cousteau the whales, good old gorillas. I had a duck. I could have been a contender. It's pretty funny. This is when his character turns around, I think. Yeah, at this point. So, pretty much when the movie starts to get less interesting, his character gets better. Gets better. And then he becomes one of the better parts of the yeah. second half, which is interesting, because he's one of the worst parts of the first half. And uh, At least they fixed him. <laughs> yeah, and I really thought, right, because they just did a, an old movie speech, so I really thought they were going to go right into a Casablanca parody. I thought I was going to say, like, and all the alleys and all the cities and all the world i had to crash into yours he kind of says that but he doesn't totally say it of all the alleys in the world i could have fallen into that night why did it have to be yours so yeah he, he says like a paraphrased version of that yeah which you know i guess i guess it's good enough <laughs> yeah fine whatever but so yeah they're all in the van everybody phil carter bev and howard and they're gonna meet uh jenning at the the fucking the lab laser beam place. laser beam lab <laughs> spinning laser lab <laughs> at the bmw hall <laughs> but um and yeah you know it's kind of somber and sad because they're all like oh yeah howard's gonna go home and we're never gonna see him again it sucks it's pretty it's pretty emotional actually but there's this really beautiful matte painting of the lab that looks really good matte paintings for the wind guys it's, it's one of my favorite kind of effects in movies you know it's really cool so they're breaking into the lab like they're not supposed to be there and so they get in there and like the alarms are going off and then this fucking bloody, like, soot-covered scientist runs out of the lab. Ah, my eyes! My eyes! It exploded again. It was terrible. We have no right to tamper with the universe. And everybody's running like crazy, and somebody says, Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo! <laughs> Pretty sure that sounds like some, like a full house. It does. <laughs> Um, I actually thought that they didn't say that, and I just heard it. No, but, I'm pretty uh, sure. <laughs> so another fellow scientist is like, "Oh my god!" So that, you know, you know, this time, well, basically Jennings took the full force of the blast, and and now he's a supervillain. <laughs> Spoiler he, alert: he's a supervillain now. They just say that he disappeared. <laughs> they didn't know where oh, he yeah, went. Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, he, he got the full force, and then I don't know where the fuck he <laughs> he's is." He's just gone. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's that's definitely just like 
as a villain origin. It's not that bad as a villain origin, but for a pretty shitty villain. Yeah. But, um, anyway. Pretty shitty villain <laughs> for a pretty shitty guy. <laughs> the villain in the movie, the villain in real life. <laughs> yeah, so they fear that uh, we brought something else down, and, and like, from another planet. That isn't going to be as nice as Howard. And now Howard can't get home, so that sucks. And so Howard's being interrogated by the police... The chief shows up, he sees Howard, and his reaction is our reaction to the movie. We're just like, this is fucking weird. What the fuck is going on? My God. Uh, <laughs> I've got rights, you know. I'm suing. And so the, the cops pants Howard. They take all his clothes off. And this is the scene where I thought they were going to take his... his <laughs> they are going to take his underwear off. And we're going to see his duck dick. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, so it's, 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 it's pretty good when the cop says, What's the charge, sir? And the chief says, Illegal alien. The chief is funny. It's kind of it's kind of a funny joke. Be- Bever- <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Beverly says, Stop manhandling him! They're not. He's doing his job. He's, he's a criminal. They're taking yeah. him out of there. They're probably for dissection. But anyway, so they trick the cop and they steal his gun, which is really a federal offense. Yeah. I'm on the cop side a little bit. They stole his gun. It's not okay. And so there's a moment when I think Tim Robbins is legitimately just laughing at the movie after the cop says that the duck got away. Duck got away. Ah, Shut up. Like, he's not supposed to laugh, but he laughs and then it cuts. <laughs> like, I think, I think it was, it's like an outtake. There's some horrible cop dubbing in this movie because some really bad ADR for this oh, guy yeah, who's like, oh, it's... shoot to kill Howard, find him, fuck him up. That also means he's dangerous. What? Extremely dangerous. Shoot to kill. And so they run to Dr. Jenning, and he's, he's all fucked up. Yeah, so Jenning is flipping the fuck out, and, but they get in his car and they get away. Or they think they're getting away, but then the cops are getting them. And then the chief says, how do I explain a manhunt for a duck? And the cop says, it's a duck hunt. And so Janning says that something evil has landed. And I mean, you shouldn't seem to know a lot about that, Janning. And uh, (laughs) so they they keep just crashing into shit because maybe Janning shouldn't be driving the car. Why didn't they just let Beverly drive from the start? I don't know. Like literally, before they even got in the car, it was very obvious that he's not he's the person to drive. The fuck out. He's covered in like soot. His hair it looks like Doc Brown again, just like Christopher Lee last week. And he thinks that there's something inside him. There's clearly a monster. And uh, twenty nineteen uh, is not gonna like this when uh when Jennings says, "I think I'm becoming something else." And Howard says, "Oh great, <laughs> like a sex change or something." can't say that <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that maybe, joke didn't age too well maybe, yeah maybe maybe uh don't say that anyway now harrod's driving the car <laughs> well he's not i mean jenny's steering foot the car. is on the gas but yeah so jenny is really sweaty and he keeps saying that he's the end of the world and they just keep making puns the whole time they're like oh what'd you have for lunch or whatever yeah, it's... it's really bad the world is in great danger yeah it certainly is when you're out on the highway well what did you have for lunch well we'll stop at a bathroom huh? Howard again calls him a yo-yo. Steer you big yo-yo. Which I gotta use on somebody. It's like uh, in Spider-Man, rubbernecks. <laughs> I love rubbernecks. I've called people that since. <laughs> Sounds like a racist thing. It does. But it's, I hope it's not. Those dirty fucking rubbernecks. <laughs> I want them out of my country. <laughs> They're driving, and they drive a bunch of hills, and they crash really close to a diner. Like It's like an inch away from the window, and the even the window like starts like ratting. Yeah pretty funny yes it's cool i mean they clearly reversed the shot but that's okay so jenning has been taken over by that alien life force so he does this really goofy voice i'm not jenning anymore the transformation is complete it's really annoying he's like judge doom from who framed roger (laughs) rabbit 
And so they go into this cafe slash sushi place where I was just really hoping nothing offensive happened. Nothing, I don't think anything happened. I think that was a one offensive, kind of offensive thing. This was two years after Temple of Doom. <laughs> and I, I know for some reason you haven't seen Temple of Doom, nope, but I don't watch there's movies. a lot of racial, weird racist stuff like monkey brains and Indian child slaves and stuff. But... <laughs> Oh, and a guy, later there's a sushi chef, and he has a Temple of Doom t-shirt. There's, also, I read on IMDb, there's a Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back t-shirts in this scene, but I didn't see them. So, yeah, so the, the everybody is kind of unnerved by Howard, but not as much as they should be again. And Jenning also, but they just, like, quickly adapt, and they're just like, oh, okay, that's fine. And Howard says, I'm gonna kill somebody. Which, <laughs> yeah, me too. At the diner, they order some beers, and Jenning talking about the end of the world and whatever, and he says that... He is now one of the dark overlords of the universe, and he's he's gonna bring the portal to a demon planet with the laser machine so they can rule the Earth. You are about to witness the end of the old world and the birth of the new. Maybe this is the time to fucking shoot him in the head, because he probably is. They bring Howard eggs and he freaks the fuck out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, the cannibalism or something? Yeah, they, they they bring him eggs, like a breakfast thing, even though I'm pretty sure it's like three in the morning. Yeah, it's like, it's super dark out and apparently that's their special is eggs. <laughs> yeah, and maybe don't bring eggs to the the child dressed and, in a okay, duck Okay, this is, this is a really weird thing because they're at a sushi bar and yeah. their special is eggs <laughs> yeah i guess so. well they order like the breakfast special but it's I, three in the morning i i don't know and why are they ordering beer at three in the morning because howard's an alcoholic duck he's <laughs> an alcohol duck let's move on <laughs> yeah oh wait you know what i just remembered because um so in the special features they're talking about how they were originally gonna get um like a 12 year old kid to be in the howard the duck suit and instead they got Ed Gale, who's a little person, who's like three... I think they weren't originally going to cast him because he's like three five and they wanted three two. but then they were just like, ah, oh, he's the best man for the job, let's do it. Because he, he has a... I, he had like a natural talent for like a sense of direction in the suit because like so when he couldn't see, he could navigate Yeah, well. he, he was saying that he was able, like even though he couldn't see, he would just do like the entire scene backwards. Yeah, yeah. I just had the sense of knowing where I was. And then a lot of times we would rehearse, I would rehearse backwards. So if I had to walk up to you 10 steps, I would walk backwards 10 steps. And then on action, walk forward 10 steps. The reason I'm bringing it up is because do you think that 12-year-old would have done that scene with with Beverly in the bed? Let's move on. I, I, think, <laughs> I don't want to think I about think, that. Okay, I, I, I just, that came up when I saw that in the documentary. I was like, Oh, that would make that scene really a whole lot worse. Really bad, yeah. If but, it wasn't uh, bad before, then if it wasn't made worse by me, reading oh god, it, <laughs> an E.L. James story. Oh yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty cool. With the Overlord's eyes, they start like glowing blue, and then he makes these ketchup and mustard bottles explode. Which Product apparently, placement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is the scene we're talking about where they shot in here for a month. Yeah. Because this is. Like, from a technical level, I really respect this scene yeah, I because think... there's practical effects, there's, like, the, the s computer effects with the lightning, like, the, it's a mix of, like, old techniques and new techniques, and it's really good. I don't think I appreciate it as much as when I was watching it as I do in hindsight. Yeah, there, so, there's, like, an entire, like, ten minute scene in, that's, like, in this diner. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, explosions and shit. 
And, yeah, it took them an entire month to shoot it. Yeah. Which, I mean, it looks really good. Yeah, no, it's I like, think it's a good It's it a shows that they spent product, a lot of time yeah. on it. I love how, um, how Leah Thompson was talking about how, like, they would shoot her from every single angle, yeah. including the ketchup bottle's <laughs> angle. Like, That's really hard to be funny. When you've done every angle, including the ketchup's POV. When they got to the ketchup's POV, I was like, no! The Overlord says that his powers are growing, and he shows them that he has this key card for the laser. And so Howard's like, ah, oh, fuck you, I'm taking that. You're evil, and I need to get home. So he grabs it, but then he, Howard, uh, but yeah, so he, he takes it, and then he gets electrocuted. And so now his face isn't only sweaty, but it's also, like, covered in, like, little skin lesions like yeah, like his it, like it's like he's sh like shedding yeah so like, like as as the as time goes on he just looks progressively worse yeah and i think the makeup actually looks pretty cool yeah especially because then you it, it, it more and more you can't tell it's jeffrey jones which yeah is good for us i think <laughs> but <laughs> like it's really it's pretty impressive yeah it really is like whoever did the makeup for that did a really good job yeah it's um oh man i'm big fan of his what what's his i i a little uh tidbit i'm really into effects stuff yeah and makeup um it's phil phil Tippett uh did a lot of it he worked on everything <laughs> especially a lot of star wars stuff yeah and he's responsible for a lot of it and and especially a lot of the uh monster stuff including the monster at the end which obviously effects wise is really bad but i think design wise is pretty awesome yeah so but we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah, when it comes we up will. so these truckers show up and they think that howard is like jennings ventriloquist dummy and so howard's like oh fuck you guys or whatever and so he's like oh you made him say that we're gonna beat the shit out of you you're a damn hey, what's this the key to your duck mobile and so they're starting to cause some trouble and but as beverly brings up again he's a master of quack foo better oh. watch out he's a master <laughs> of quack foo and so he uses that quack food to beat him up, like, Three Stooges style, and they, everyone starts getting a pie in the face. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting all these pies from. Uh, I guess from, it's a diner, I guess they have, they do pies. The R&R &R Diner, Twin Peaks reference again. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it, don't wait for it, just let it happen. Oh, also he calls a guy a cracker. <laughs> This one's for you, cracker! <laughs> That's not something Howard the Duck should be using. It's different than Yo-Yo. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, if he's already being transphobic, I guess he can be racist. <laughs> and so, it's almost like this movie's silly or something. This movie about this talking duck from space. Yeah, okay, just, just, just imagine this. The scene is a talking duck from space, mm -hmm. pieing a bunch of truckers in a sushi bar. Yeah. Well, you, can, you can't well, come. We can't make this shit up. Every once in a while, they cut back to Jeffrey Jones, who looks like a fucking. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. I'm Fearest Gump. Care for a chocolate? And he's going. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like so, fucking Gollum from yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he does. And, but like in the transitionary period <laughs> between Smeagol and Gollum. It's my birthday, and I want it. Uh, everybody's just fighting in the diner. Like it's like a fucking. Ball. <laughs> yes, Gabe, it's like a ball. Yeah, it's a fancy ball. It's like Beauty and the Beast. No, it's like it's like a, a barroom brawl where everybody's just fucking fighting each other, but it's like in a friendly. And then the pretty funny moment that was probably in all the trailers when Beverly says, He's my boyfriend! <laughs> That's disgusting. 
And then so they tie Howard down to a cutting board and they're gonna fucking cut him up in another really great line where Beverly's like, Oh, there's gonna be more violence! I hate violence! You gotta go in there and beat him up! They're seasoning Howard and the sushi chef is gonna cut his fucking head off. Yeah, they're about <laughs> to... They're literally... There's literally a meat cleaver over his neck, and they're about to decapitate him. This is the second time where somebody's about to, like, stab Howard. Because he almost <laughs> stabbed yeah. the ice pick, like, fucking basic instinct style. <laughs> Jennings starts, like, glowing with electricity. The trucker's trying to kill Jennings, but then he gets electrocuted, and I think he blows up. <laughs> or, like, because I don't think you see him afterwards. No, he gets he just gets blown back. I think he, he doesn't die There's or anything. There's a guy later who, like, I thought he i don't know what happened to him he gets election i think it's the cop later when they're like in the in the truck in the line they're waiting oh yeah check i think he (laughs) kills a cop which is pretty graphic but uh jane frees howard with like a floating floating cleaver that's like it's really bad wire wire work yeah it's like um no one's gonna know what that is (laughs) have you guys ever seen um not not the Phantom. What's the other? The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Never there's even a bit with um yeah no one has but there's a bit where it, where there's like a CGI knife floating around. It's like that but on wires. Jennings blows everything up and everybody gets the fuck out of there. And he's just electrocuting random people who are like there with their kids and it's pretty fucking great when Jennings uses the force to like <laughs> block Beverly and Howard from the doors. He like moves all these tables and chairs to barricade it. Which how they actually made that scene work is actually pretty cool yeah that's right so was it again so in the documentary thing they were talking about how they did it how it looks in the like in the movie is he just forces like all the tables and chairs and stuff to go in front of the doors but how they actually did it is they just built the entire set tilted so that when they shot it everything just fell because the room's tilted so gravity just drops it yeah so i think that was actually pretty cool how they made it work he lifts Howard up with the force, too, and he's making Howard spin in circles until he drops the code key. And so Howard hits a table so fucking hard that he gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah. And then Jenning kidnaps Beverly, in this, and they get in this huge semi-truck, and he tries to hit Howard, but it's like Toy Story. Like, he, he jumps under it. They, Beverly thinks that Howard got hit by the truck. This is pretty good, I guess, but it's kind of weird when Jennings says, I need your body! And Beverly says, Wait, I've heard that one before! Jennings looks so gross at this point. Is this when they do the weird, like, gross Tongue? mouth yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, okay, so he needs some energy, so he, like, takes out the cigarette thing from the cigarette lighter, which obviously, if you don't know what that is, it's, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. Basically, you have a sock in your car, and you have a cigarette lighter in there, and you pull it out, and then there's, it's like a little circle, circular opening. Oh, <laughs> oh! It's a it's another weird sex allegory. <laughs> so he ha- he shoots out his weird, gross claymation penis tongue. And he puts <laughs> it into this cigarette lighter. Jesus, like it's really this is <laughs> really weird. You know what it fucking looks like it looks like the it kind of looks like the uh what the zombies in Resident Evil Four turn into when you yeah, shoot when their you heads have off. The weird like the weird like the knife weird, thing. Yeah. Yeah, kind of looks exactly like that. <laughs> like that, but like 15 but, years beforehand. Yeah, and specifically coming just out of their mouth instead of their entire head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Resident Evil 4 is fucking great, guys. It is. It's so good. Where's everyone going? Bingo? The cops are talking to the people at the diner, and we see that Phil's been arrested, and Phil and Howard team up, and they, so like, just, just, Howard just gets him out of the cop car really quick. No, and he they, doesn't. He climbs out of the front window. Oh, that's right. Which... Pretty sure there's you shouldn't no, be able to do that. There's no because there's supposed to be like a barricade between the front and the back. Yeah, but there's like a, div, a like steel divider. 
And also, I've been how, in the back of a cop car. It's not comfortable. But, not for being arrested, for the uh-huh. record. <laughs> just for a different reason. But Howard also just opens the door. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the car isn't locked. locked at all. Well, yeah, I guess these cops aren't very competent. But yeah, so they team up and they steal an airplane. It's a really bad bit when Phil says that he needs a toolbox, and so Howard says, I know why you want a toolbox. You got a screw loose. And so, so. <laughs> Anyway, Howard is flying a fucking airplane. Or he's not flying it. Phil's flying it, isn't he? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Howard's in the front, so I think he is. Anyway, Phil and Howard are in an airplane. And this is another, like, ten-minute action sequence when the cops are after them. There's a pretty obvious green screen around here, even though a lot of this is real. Yeah, Um, they they actually talked about them doing, like, having to get, like, somebody that actually professionally flies airplanes. Yeah, like a stunt flyer. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you see Phil and Howard in the seat, like Tim Robbins and the puppet in the suit, I mean, like, it's clearly green screen. Yeah. But, uh, it's Some a of it looks impressive, though, when they actually, like, when it's when not green screen. When you're actually seeing it, it's really fucking yeah. cool. There's a stunt that the stunt flyer was talking about when you, like, they do the loop to loop around the bridge. That's awesome. So we're going to fly the aircraft under a bridge, and we have a 100-foot hole that we have to hit. I'm going to loop the aircraft, and the aircraft's going to be upside down. Then we're going to simulate come back under the bridge and go under it. So the and cop- they had to land it on top of a moving truck. Yeah, yeah, that too. And uh, the cops are after them. So Je- back to Jenning and Beverly. They're, they go to like a power plant. And for some reason, all the workers are just like listening to Jenning. Like they all think he's weird, but they're just kind of following whatever he's doing. And he needs more power, so he breaks into the reactor and like fucking overloads it onto him and himself. Back to Howard and Phil, they get lazy, and so they just like park the plane on top of a truck. And finally, they take off again. Yeah, there's some duck hunters because you know I saw them on the TV. It's duck season, whatever. Duck season, rabbit season. Devilishly clever. They're doing duck calls. Howard shows up. You get your real home screen. It's a George Lucas production. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jang and Bev back on the move. Uh, so they're going back to the lab, I think. He elect- This is the bit when he electrocutes the cop with green sparkly lightning and he blows up <laughs> like a bunch of cars. Like when I, like, you know, when you play GTA and you sticky bomb a car on a highway. It's like that. And so the cops start just like tearing apart Howard's plane. It's really obvious that a grown man is flying the plane and, and he's not in a duck suit when you see the faraway shots. And Jenning and Bev arrive back at the lab, uh, and Phil says that he's a duck terrorist. He hijacked the plane. About fifteen years too early. <laughs> but um, oh my god, the the wings get severed by like this open train car, and so now he just has to drive it like a go kart. And they crash into a lake, and is right by the lab. And now it is finale time. Oh no! So yeah, the platform is there's like Beverly is tied to this table on like a like a platform the platform spinning like a fucking automobile display and there's there's basically a, a bfg from doom here where it's called neutron disintegrator and we'll just call it the bfg it's the like. bfg and jennings is gonna try to turn beverly into the dark or- overlord because as previously mentioned he needs her body howard and phil get to the bfg it's never been tested it's like the destroyer gun from the avengers so that's what it does so basically the gun's like, it's on like a dune buggy thing. And so they're like, oh, we're going to sneak up on Jenning and fuck him up. But then they accidentally launch it because they're really incompetent. And so they reveal their position immediately. And Phil uses a satellite dish like a Captain America shield to deflect <laughs> some lightning. Then I think Phil gets electrocuted. And I think his brain was fried. <laughs> like if Tony Stark. Before. Yeah. So Jenning uses 
wind breath to stop Howard. He I just guess. suddenly has Superman's like freeze, freeze breath. breath. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be freeze breath <laughs> for a second, and so now it's time for the fi- kind of final showdown. Not not t- entirely, but how this is the uh, this is the Thor Captain America Iron Man versus Thanos the first time <laughs> of this movie, but on a one thousand percent yeah less, less much much scale. much lower scale. So yeah, Howard fires up the BFG and Jennings is charging up his lightning powers. And in the background, I'm pretty sure that Leah Thompson is just, like, playing with some lights that are above her. Like, <laughs> like if you look back at her, I don't think she knows she's in frame, so she's just, like, fucking around with the set. <laughs> but, but you can clearly see I it. hope so. I need to look at that again. Yeah. And there's, there's like, a Harry Potter-style red versus blue lightning battle where it just do that, gets closer and closer, and there's, like, a big sonic boom explosion. You think Harry's dead, but in a big fucking shock, he's fine. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Now Jennings looks normal, and he's like, oh, fuck, guys. That 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 evil overlord, uh, yeah, he's been released. It's clearly a trap. Also, uh, for you comic nerds out there, the uh, the Dark Overlord is a character from the comic books. So I don't remember. He has a different name. It's like Pazuzu. <laughs> it's not. No, it's something Cthulhu. Like yeah, it's, it's Bagul. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. 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 So Phil and Beverly are arguing over whose day was worse after they unstrap her it's like thor and star lord talking about who had the the harsher uh the, like the harsher time with their parents and family stuff what took you so long oh nothing just got arrested shot at handcuffed i, I got thrown out of an airplane before my father died he told me that i had a half sister was he imprisoned in hell then she returned home stabbed me in the eye, so I had to kill her. I mean, it's not a competition, but I've been through a lot. My father killed my mother, and then I had to kill my father. Yeah, so they, they free Beverly. She's off that weird, apparently really freezing table. This is the set that was apparently, like, it was like a fucking freezer. And so the Dark Overlord turns into a big crab monster, <laughs> and it looks really bad because the composition is so off. Like, yeah, it's... like the exposure is wrong. Like, he doesn't, there's not a second where he looks like he's really It's bad. very obviously put in later. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because it's a, it's a claymation thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And it's... See, it's put in through CGI, and it doesn't look good at all. No, it's really... The design is cool. The, the design's really putting cool. Putting it in is not... Like I said, Phil Tippett, you know, Phil Tippett's the man, but... Uh, if they fix the lighting on it, then it would look a little cooler, it but... Just, it looks so wrong. It's like the color correction is off, and the exposure's off. It's just like pasted in there so horribly. I think... It's like, a, <laughs> like an Adobe plug-in. I think my favorite note that you have... That you have this entire time is in all caps. It has a vagina mouth. It does. You, you <laughs> it know does. It's a, yeah, it, it does. does. It's really bad. It's like a face hugger. Like <laughs> it's got a weird vaginal, <laughs> vaginal. But man, this episode's gonna get flagged. Oh, we're, gonna yeah. have, we're gonna get taken off. Too hot for TV. Like Howard's so fucking clearly there. He's like clearly <laughs> a a guy in a suit. And it's so fucking obvious that it's not there. Like, even for the time. Yeah. And it has laser eyes. And it, like, grabs Howard with weird hentai tentacles. <laughs> yeah, so it activates the laser. It's going to bring down more of these things. And there's a Star Wars reference, because it's George Lucas production. And uh, somebody says, you may fire when ready. Which, Ram off Tarkin. You may fire when ready. You may fire when ready. Yeah, so the, the arrival time, four minutes. Oh my god, ticking clock. Oh my god, I bet I bet they're not going to save the day. <laughs> but Jennings shows him that... Or Bang, Jang throws him like a power cutter, and Phil and Beverly get electrocuted. They're like being like permanently electrocuted, like they're just constantly... <laughs> Apparently being they're being disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It, it almost looks, turned into Infinity War. It, like, it looks like... 
It looks like um in the in Batman sixty six when Joker like joy buzzes people, there's just like this weird red outline around them. It looks like that. So Howard electrocutes the big monster guy with the neutron thing until it explodes, and now they need to destroy the machine so the other guys don't come. And like this is when you get your like hero sacrifice. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Like this, he gets his hero's moment where it's like, do I save the if I save the world, it means I can never go home again. And he, so he does. He destroys the machine and Beverly thinks that he's dead and gives a good little speech, I think. This world didn't treat you very good. But you saved it, didn't you? Uh, so, oh my god, every, the day has been saved. Every way, so, they go back to the fucking club and, um... Song time. It's fucking song time. Howard they, the Duck. They have a song all about Howard the Duck and it is a fucking bop. Get the planet on the phone! This is the song I kind of infamously danced to in that Wendy's <laughs> one time. Oh, it was this one? Yeah, it was that one. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. <laughs> that was a fucking great time. But yeah, so Howard's the new manager of the band, and it's a pretty great song, and one of the chicks has a guitar, and Howard's on stage, and he fucking plays the guitar. He has like a mini Strat. Yeah, he a has mini his own strat. guitar. Yeah, and it's such fucking cheese, and, and I love it. And then it's credits, and then you get one last little little moment after it. <laughs> the first post credit scene, perhaps. Not bad for a duck from outer space. You were great, Ducky. And that is a great movie. <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. Yeah, it's de- it's so much better. Than I mean, any of do the we other even ones. need to talk about like? Our final thoughts. I think we've Probably gotten not. it across just, pretty well. I'll look at it and just see if there's anything. This movie is literally as good as it could be with such a crazy premise. And like, after all these weird formulaic adventures that are just like kind of the same thing in all the TV movies, where it's a guy and there's another guy, and he's got to team up with some people to to stop the guy. a guy from yeah throwing from, up, throwing up, blowing up, from throwing up. <laughs> Maybe Doctor Strange did, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's all the same, and so it's so fucking, it's so great to see all these, like, humans with, like, kind of crazy powers, but, you know, it's all just, like, a, a, like, a, it, it's them bending metal bars that are made of rubber or whatever. Yeah. And then we get this crazy, this crazy space adventure with, like, fucking really great effects and a lot of great moments and, like, some touching stuff and some really great gags and jokes and stuff and, like, actual people <laughs> in the movie other than Christopher Lee, rest <laughs> in peace. But, um, yeah, it's ridiculous and it's so corny and it's not for everybody. <laughs> this is not, I, I understand why people don't like it, I guess, but I think it's great. Because, I mean, there's a lot of bad puns and awkward sexual humor, but I think that's kind of part of the charm. Maybe it gets, goes a little a, li- a little goes too a little far with the, both, sometimes. with the with the bathhouse and stuff. Which, yes, I know I said both. I'm like fucking Rich Evans, where I just can't say any words. All of the valuable auction items, which came from, like, a dollar store and they're made out of plaster, <laughs> are sitting on a folding table that's covered with a dirty tablecloth. Oh, what's, what's a table? <laughs> but I kind of, I just love it. I, I don't know. I think it's great. I think that it's like, 
Like, the music in the costuming is perfect. Like, it's really fucking good. I think that helps the movie a lot. Like, those are its strongest suits for sure, and Leah Thompson fucking kills it. And Tim Robbins is entertaining in the second half. As ridiculous as his performance is. Like, it's so cheese. It's such fucking cheese. Which this whole movie is. Like, I don't know how many times I can say it, but, like, there's some stuff towards the end that maybe drags on, I think, towards the airplane sequence. I was kind of like, alright, let's get on with it. Other than that, I don't know. It's just just a, a, a pretty great time. Yeah, I don't know. I do think the first half is definitely better than the second half, but like, it's just, it's so much fun and it's awesome that this exists and it's kind of just hard not to enjoy it while you're watching it. Yeah. If it wasn't obvious from all the like past episodes, I love this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I, it's kind of not a great thing to admit, but I do really like this movie. I am, but like, I'm not ashamed of loving Howard the Duck. I think it's, I think it's I, fun. I, yeah. I think but it gets a bad rep. There's like a 30 minute chunk where the movie's like a, a little boring. Yeah. But I think it makes up for it by the end. With the crazy, ridiculous, like, oh, this With, is really like, shitty monster. Like, I think that like 30 minute chunk of it being boring is okay when the rest of like the hour and a half runtime is not, so much it's better. It's not as boring as anything in any of the oh, other Oh no, movies. not, not it's at not all. fucking Captain America and Simon sitting in an airplane for five minutes. And I no think dialogue. I think seeing all the stuff behind the scenes makes me appreciate it like a little bit more because yeah. there was a lot of like there was a lot of work put those into those documentaries movie. were incredible yeah i was like, so glad that and those there's were on there. there's a lot of people that worked on this movie that like really care about it pretty and much everybody it, yeah and it, it seemed like it, a positive environment it shows like yeah it's i think for the time a lot of the stuff was pretty impressive like yeah. some of the like yeah. practical effects yeah, I mean, and obviously that <laughs> claymation monster is really bad, but like the you, design you, you was have, cool. <laughs> you have to understand that there's a progression. Like having stuff like that lets us learn from our mistakes to make better stuff now. And at the time, it was kind of limited. You couldn't do too much, so yeah. it's it's understandable why it looked kind of off because like there hadn't been too many things like no. that before. So it's yeah, it's kind of revolutionary in a way, even if it that part of it doesn't really hold up. Yeah, very well. I I I think probably as a film, I'm gonna give it seven point eight duck tits out of ten. But point <laughs> eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's an eight, guys. Round up. Come on. Yeah. But I I don't know. I I'd, think it's really fun. Yeah, I'd give it a solid eight. Play duck magazines out of ten. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, well, don't go anywhere yet, because we have lots of special features to talk about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to talk about all of these. This, <laughs> it's already been an this hour. Episode is, it's about to be two that's, hours. This, we're literally at how long the movie is exactly. One hour, 50, oh, shit. 50 minutes. But, you know, that's, uh, that isn't bad time, I guess. I, when, I guess. When we talked about fun facts for 15 minutes mm, at the start. Yeah, it was like two and a half an hour. And, and yeah, you definitely expect these episodes to be a little longer from this point on. Yeah, maybe not the next couple, but as soon as we get to Blade, everything's going to be... I don't think we're having any more hour and ten minute episodes after this. Well, like, we'll see how much material Hulk gives us. Well, other than Hulk, I think Hulk might be a little bump. But like, it's got Thor in it. It's got Thor in it. Oh, God. <laughs> and Daredevil. <laughs> in different movies. So there's things to look forward to. And the Kingpin. <laughs> Oh God, those are gonna be those are gonna be a time. <laughs> so Willard Hayek, the director, 
and the writer. He went to film school with George Lucas. They worked together on American Graffiti, which is George Lucas's first real movie, and that's how he met Harrison Ford. Um, I've actually never seen that. That's a movie I've always heard about and meant to see, but I just I never I have that on DVD for some reason. Really? I've just yeah. never gotten to it. I need to check that out. And yeah, he his wife and writing partner, Gloria Katz, they worked on this together, and they worked on that. George Lucas was a big fan of Howard the Duck comics, because like I was saying, they're awesome. Because it's just, it's kind of like a film noir type thing with an absurdist element they were talking about. They're, they're just stupid they're, they're weird they're dumb <laughs> they're fun though they're such it's just like the movie they're just really corny and, and and fun i think i mean i guess they're not that corny if he's trying to kill himself yeah or fun basically the appeal was just how crazy it is obviously and so before the movie cats and hayek met with steve gerber for all these ideas and originally the story was going to be how the duck goes to hawaii which that was the plan that was the plan for beetlejuice too <laughs> was it was going to be beetlejuice goes hawaiian but that never happened are they good, which good beetlejuice too yeah now? i think i think so a horrible idea yeah it is but jesus you know, everybody's uh, so old yeah yeah exactly except winona Ryder. no she's all right yeah so they didn't want to include duck world but they were like i think universal made them and they wanted it to be animated but universal didn't have a big picture for that year so they they were like no you got if we're letting you make howard the duck <laughs> yeah. at least make it live action and i'm glad they did yeah i, I think th- it being animated it wouldn't have been as good and now we get to talk about Leah Thompson, who's the best, because she wanted Beverly to look like a cross between Madonna and Cindy Lauper, which I think she accomplished that pretty good. Yeah, it's she pretty talk, spot on. She talked about how, like, they had did her hair every day for two hours, and she really wished she did a wig. Yeah. Like, because, like, her hair's always feathered and crazy, so. Yeah, Tim Robbins was new, so he was really anxious about getting the part, which I think that's why he hands it up so much, is just because it's his first role, and he's trying to, like, make something for himself. Yeah, probably. It's like trying to impress the drama teacher kind of acting. Pretty much, he's just trying too hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they used doubles and puppets originally to make Howard, but, uh, they're, like, all the feathers would come off, and I think some of them blew up or something. <laughs> yeah, apparently some of them just blew because up. Because they have a motor in the back, so the mouth will move and stuff. Yeah. And so they blew up. But, yeah, Hayek was talking about how Howard's, like, once Howard's neck opened up, like, when they were shooting, like, the Terminator, and I want to see that footage Yeah, I so thought they were going to show bad. that, and I was so disappointed Could that they didn't. imagine what that That'd would look like? That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be so, I can just imagine it, like, the neck splits open. Yeah. And everyone's just watching in horror on set. <laughs> That'd be incredible. And everybody thought it was it was terrible. So they used suits, which obviously were, made it much better. And originally they had the 12-year-old kid, but it was too claustrophobic for them. So they got the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Gale, who went on to work on, like, he was stunt he double. He was on Chucky, Yeah, apparently. he was stunt double Child's Play, Child's Play original up until Bride of Chucky. Because he retired in 2003, Seed came out in 2004. So he basically, ever since he's been working, Child's Play was only two years after this. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he worked with Mel Brooks on Spaceballs. He met, like, fucking Mel Brooks. That's a big deal. Blazing Saddles, yeah. Stephen Frankenstein. And uh, he's worked with a lot of people. He worked with the Coens and George Clooney. Oh, Brother Art, though. Like, he's done a lot of fucking great stuff. So, yeah, they got him. He was, yeah, two inches too tall. Uh, but eventually he took over the rule. So, yeah, Ed, Ed did all the stunts. He does a... <laughs> My favorite Ed Gale thing in anything is actually in Leprechaun 3. There's this... he, was, he did it for Leprechaun? Lepre... Only the third one. Oh, okay. But, which is the one where Leprechaun goes to Vegas. Oh, but God. literally the best part of that movie is how they defeat the Leprechaun, where they set him on fire and he does like a bunch <laughs> of flips. And Ed Gale didn't do any of the rest of that movie. He only did the fire stunt. But Are that's the best me? part of that movie. So that's incredible. He got set on fire. Oh, my God. And Ed and Leah apparently just had really good chemistry. And it was one of the first animatronic movement puppets, like the the mouth and stuff. And so there was a lot of coordination involved. And they, like we were talking about Ed's natural talent for direction. 
Yeah, and but uh, so for um for like the facial movements and stuff, they actually had like puppeteers. Yeah. With, like remotes mm-hmm. to control yeah. it. So well, that's like, why there was the motor in the back. Yeah. So that's why there was so much coordination with it because each person had like a specific face facial feature. So like one person had to just control like where the eyes were and when they yeah. blinked. And somebody else had to control like the mouth. They weren't they talking about how like it was like the the radio signals would get caught up in if like somebody yeah, whenever, was on the phone or whatever. Yeah, whenever anybody would like open their garage or anything, yeah, his face it. would just get fucked up yeah. because they <laughs> because it would just like mess it would just mess up uh, like the waves or whatever. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's really <laughs> cool too. And apparently, it was like super hot in the in the suit. So I don't remember what it was, but they had to like shove a, a hair dryer down the mouth. Yeah, so all the he time. could cool down. Yeah. Jesus. And yeah, all the vocals were added later, like we talked about. They got Chip Zine to do the actual voice, uh, who does a great job, I think. Yeah, they uh, they really wanted us to think that she was going to fuck that duck <laughs> they yeah, were talking was... about. When it came to the love scene, we decided to try to make it seem like, oh my god, <laughs> this is going to become a, a sex scene. Yeah, and the head feather erection, like we talked about, that one, that was just a weird thing to say apparently that was a they worked a long time to get that done and his head feathers go up which took months <laughs> of technological stuff to get his head feathers to to go erect you know it, say what you will they they did it they got it to work movies are weird yeah leah has a really good sense of humor and she thought that scene was really funny <laughs> well i have a very off center kind of sense of humor so i appreciated the whole idea of having a love scene with a duck i thought it was hilarious and yeah, costume design all around amazing on like all the the singers and the punks and especially like obviously the ducks go without saying, but it's it's just a great looking movie, including including uh, Jenning too. Yeah, I think just like the whole like aesthetic of the movie was really nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of grimy and and fun. I, like, I don't think <laughs> I think grimy is kind of a gross word to use well, for it. Well, I mean but... I mean like when you're going through the streets of Cleveland yeah. like, towards the start, I think that stuff is is kind of like it's like effective atmosphere. Yeah, and then later it gets more fun. I think like Duck World has a really distinct feel to it, and then the dingy alleys and stuff, and then I don't know. I, I just think all that stuff's really good. They're really great at crafting an environment, which I guess when you get the guy who made Star Wars, he's gonna be good at that. And the final battle was uh, it was in San Francisco. It was in like this naval installation, and uh, yeah, it was freezing. Leah was like really sick and cold during the whole thing. Yeah, supposedly they uh, like between takes they would just throw a blanket over her. Because she, yeah. she was tied down, so, like, she couldn't really do anything. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, like I was talking about, she's just, like, fucking playing with <laughs> yeah. lights and stuff, which, I mean, where are you going to do? I'm really sorry. This episode's going on a while away. You know, hopefully you're learning something. <laughs> hopefully it's entertaining. Yeah, I hope so. There were hundreds of actors who auditioned for The Voice of Howard. Chip Zion was big on Broadway, was what it was, and he didn't, yeah, he didn't come in until the movie was completed. Ben Burke did the sound, and Ben Burke is fucking awesome. He's done, like, all the Star Wars sound stuff. Like, sound design, not score or anything, but he's just really, he's really great. I think all the sound effects for, like, the electrocution stuff is great. They put all that effort into the Howard suit, because, like, if you couldn't believe Howard, then you can't really believe the movie, which is definitely true. And when when they screened it, there just wasn't a reaction from the studio. Supposedly, like, uh, they just kind of watched it, and then they didn't say anything, they just left. Yeah, yeah, which, that's not what you want, is it? And obviously people hated this movie. Sucks. Leah was, like, really scared to act again after this, like, because she 
yeah, was like embarrassed yeah, or all, whatever. And all she had done was this and Back to the Future, so she had a massive success and then a fucking bomb right after. <laughs> uh, and this is just the last couple things I have. Mel Brooks loved Howard the Duck because of course he did because he's weird, so that's why he casted Ed in Spaceballs. Well, the first assistant director on Howard the Duck was Dan Colesrud, and he introduced me to Mel Brooks. And, you know, Mel was looking at him and looking at me and he goes, how did you two meet? And uh, he said he was Howard the Duck. Mel Brooks stood up and said, anybody who's in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. And I was in space. He shook my hands and then I was in Spaceballs. I love Mel Brooks, guys. Um, and people definitely started to like it a lot more and then it became a cult classic like we talked about. I think that is all we have. Was there another thing? No, I, I think that's it. Uh, yeah okay i think yeah that's it guys i mean yeah i'm, I'm glad that we're finally breaking into real movies finally <laughs> it's about time how are the ducks great <laughs> i would say just give it a fair chance if you don't like it after the first 15 minutes i mean turn it off but i don't know i think it's really fun i think it's really underrated and i'm glad it exists i'm glad we live in a world where how the duck exists yeah it's, it's this crazy little time capsule yeah this it seems like a uh kind of a weird like kind of out of place movie with like with the mcu being like kind of well not even kind of like a lot more serious than this well yeah yeah and then and then, i mean like er, like earlier on because i know now it's like wacky yeah space stuff. fucking guardians of the galaxy exists yeah oh my like god fa- like phase phase one marvel compared to this and Crazy. with like Blade and like X Men and shit, Spider Man. Yeah, it's like so. Like this seems like it's just kind of like a really random, like wacky, wacky movie. Yeah. And then there's just like a bunch of serious ones, and then yeah. they don't really go back to being like wacky again for a while. So until maybe like I'd say probably not even until Guardians. Yeah, maybe not. Everything's pretty serious until Guardians, yeah, and then everything right. lightens up a little. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and that's what, like, halfway through Phase 2? like. Mm-hmm, yeah, right towards the end. That's the second to last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, what came after that? It was, like, Ant-Man? Uh, yeah, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Yeah, so, like... Civil War starts Phase 3, so... Yeah, so I think pretty much it didn't start getting, like, r- really, like, not serious anymore until after Civil War, probably. Yeah, as soon as Ragnarok kicked off, maybe... Yeah, even Doctor Strange is pretty serious. But once, like, we get Guardians 2 and Homecoming and Ragnarok, things yeah, like... Yeah, there was, it was just, like, a couple years of, like, the movies just being, like... And it's not like there aren't fun ones around. Like, yeah, there's, there's, like, there's always... I feel like there was always, like, jokes and everything, but, like, now they're, like, really, really focused on jokes. Like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is pretty silly. Oh, yeah. And stuff. What happened to your face? It's filthy. It is? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was cleaning the chimney. We have no chimney. What? It's not like there's nothing, but it's definitely... It gets a lot more somber at a point, which is probably Blade Onward. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just the era. Yeah, but it's, it's really nice thing. to have this this light little movie. Like, it comes in a white case. Like, it comes in a white case that, like, like that's what kids' movies come in. Like, Disney yeah. movies. So it's definitely a lot more lighthearted compared to fucking Blade where people are getting their heads and, like, chopped <laughs> off. And the box art for the movie looks like a kids' movie. Well, like, yeah, because it's... It's a it's a confused movie. It's obviously not a kids movie, but sometimes it is. <laughs> it's a weird little it's a weird little thing. And uh, should we say what we're doing next week, or should we leave it ambiguous for now? 
because we do I, have a pretty it's pretty big deal next week. Yeah, we have something that's a pretty big deal, and we're not doing uh, Hulk next week. We're staying on Howard the Duck for another week. Yeah, not to talk about the movie. Yeah, do you want to... I guess we can say it. So, uh, we actually, we're gonna, just in like an hour yeah, now, like an hour. we're gonna actually Skype with Ed Gale and ask him some questions. Ed Gale, of course, we've talked about a lot this episode because he was Howard the Duck. Yeah, he pretty much he, was. He was the star yeah. of the film so yeah, he didn't do the voice but like he he's he, howard. he he was the guy in the suit for howard so yeah. he pretty much was howard he the was duck. howard the duck so we're gonna get to interview howard the duck next week it's gonna be great yeah we're gonna we're gonna try to get some good stuff yeah so i got a lot of questions hopefully you guys enjoy that i think i i know we're definitely gonna enjoy oh my it God, that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be a... texting with him all week little uh behind the scenes yeah, it's he's gonna be, really nice it's gonna be a cool time yeah it's gonna can't, be really cool I can't fucking wait uh yeah well definitely look out for that oh um all the episodes are on youtube now guys uh so i i just yesterday i was having a really fucking slow day so i was like i'm gonna put all of them on there <laughs> and i'll definitely try to be more consistent with that especially since we only have two weeks of school left but yeah so i'm gonna try to be a lot more consistent with that um but yeah so if if listening on uh on here isn't always accessible for you on spotify or itunes or google YouTube. or wherever youtube is the easiest check out problem. yeah check out youtube uh definitely just subscribe like everything and yeah no uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at marvel movie pod you can find us on gmail at marvel movie pod dot at oh, fuck. Dot at fuck <laughs> This is another Marvel movie pod dot at fuck. Yeah, dot at fuck. I, dot at fuck this, at gmail.com. This, this is another. Don't go to that. This is another, uh, like, end tunes. Sometimes end I just tunes. can't talk. I try to run this pod real smooth, and sometimes I just. It's there's some kind, bumps on the road. It's kind of hard to have a audio only show when you can't speak English. Uh, well, I, I am a master of quack food, for the record. No one laughs at a master of quack food. Gmail is Marvel movie pod at gmail.com i am at f- instagram at flipped egg on twitter at flipped egg with the three is an e franny is a refugee from the united states so he <laughs> will not give you his private information yeah i'm an illegal alien if you find out anything about me i'll have to go back over i have to go back over to mexico yeah he's a duck terrorist yeah. he hijacked the plane he's a duck terrorist he hijacked the plane but uh, i hope you didn't uh didn't mind this oh a little more weirdly erotic episode yeah this, every was, Marvel movie this one was a little more awkward than usual but you know it's this movie's a little more awkward than usual so but it's better yeah okay it's definitely the best one we've seen so far <laughs> yeah so next week ed gale interview enjoy that goodbye
Bagul. 